The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I am here again with another fantastic episode for you. We are sitting on Elwood. We are at, that's right, the Elwood Mansion right off Patterson Park here in Baltimore. And my God, I'm so excited about this episode. There's a lot of crazy things happening in our lives that I got to tell you about. Mike is hungover as all shit right now from a great weekend with our friends. They came out to Kansas, partied a little too hard, and now he's all ornery and bitchy. So you guys are going to love that for this episode. It's going to be a ton of fun. I crashed a scooter really fucking drunk the other night, straight into the ground, head first into the pavement. I got a knot on my head the size of a fucking beach ball. My back feels like it's broken. Um, and somehow that's not even the real what's new. I can't even wait to get into this yet. Um, there's so much to tell you guys about. We got a new cooler at Das Beer Hall, mm-hmm. which is just very exciting for all of our staff. Um, this is a bit of a meandering intro, not my usual focus self, because right now Mike and I are at odds. Feels like he's bearing the lead about some like rift in our relationship where I think he's going to divorce me. Now I'm going to put him on the spot. Here he is, your favorite co-host and mine, Michael Windsor. Yeah, did you really start this episode out by doxing yourself? Do- was that was that really doxing? What, what is that? Yeah, where you give out your address on the and put it on the internet. Uh, did I do that? Yeah, you did. Can that. we shake that out? Yeah. Or can yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it, honey. Don't worry. I don't really care if the address is on there. What is? But you should a fan. You is, should what? because at this point, I want to come to your house <laughs> when you're sleeping, and we'll just leave it at that. Wow, it's it's really gonna be like that today, huh? It's going to be yeah. this antagonistic today. Okay. All right. I just, yeah, I gotcha. Even though my internet's finally working and my mic's finally working and I was actually ready on time for once and somehow you're madder than me than, than you usually are for today. I don't know what that's all about. I'm going to tell you a little story. Hopefully that brings you back. Okay. I'm going to grab the what's new right now. I'm going to grab the reins of the show because I, I just see that you've given up on your face. It's written all over your face. Um, and it's just, it's not very inspiring. So I'm going to grab the reins here and I'm going to talk directly to the people. So I, I want to preface this. What's new story by saying that I love Baltimore. I've lived in the city for, uh, 15 years now. And, um, these stories that you hear about Baltimore, uh, for all of you that aren't from here, uh, there's about maybe five to 10% truth to them. And usually about 90% bullshit. Uh, made up reputation based off of something you've seen on TV or heard once, or maybe you've watched the the wire on ketamine. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the point is it's like any other city. We have bad places. We have good places. We have great food. We have some places that are tourist traps, but the great thing about Baltimore is it is this charming little port town um, that if you care to take the time to get to know it is really beautiful and has some uh, amazing things to explore. So I, I, I give that setup because I had a, a group of friends in from out of town, a husband and a wife uh, that are big live music junkies. And so they're coming up to Baltimore to um, to see a show at Ramshead Live, great venue, uh, downtown at Power Plant. And 
they hit me up. They're like, Steve, we're in from out of town. You, you, do you want to like hang out? We're thinking about going to ministry brewing and some other places. I was like, great, let's do it. Let's get together. And so this is only about a week ago. I meet them at their hotel. All right. And I say, Hey, before we get the day going, let's get a base under us. There's a great bakery right around the street. It's called Ovenbird. And if you're in the little Italy downtown area, um, if you're near Harbor East, if you're near Fells, try Ovenbird. It's incredible. Um, everything fresh baked there and just great coffee, great, great pastries. Um, really cool little spot. Actually, Mike, it reminds me a lot of, um, the place in Pittsburgh toast. And that's what, it, what it's called in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So I said, let's walk over to this bakery. We'll grab a coffee. I'll grab a bagel and we'll kind of get our day rolling. We'll get to drinking and go into ministry brewing and stuff like that. And Ovenbird has a tiny little vestibule of an ordering space. So when you get there, you wait out front in this like big line because they're pretty popular. And so the three of us are waiting in line. Now, mind you, these people are from Southern Virginia. They have a bit of a warped opinion about Baltimore. And as we're about to be the next people up to order, we hear <laughs> screeching tires and everybody sitting outside of Ovenbird, everybody in line whips their heads around. And all of a sudden this little gold sedan comes flying around the corner of a little Italy, tiny little city street and slams right into a car. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? The guy driving the car jumps out, throws a handgun on the ground, and starts running down the street as fast as he can. And he's just fucking, yeah, this is a real story. I swear to God. And 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 he's just booking it. And and while, while this is happening, my two friends are like, what the fuck? And they like run into oven burden behind, behind one of the counters. And the guy's wife, she's like shivering. And I'm just out in the street like shaking my head like, oh, Baltimore. It's another day. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So right after this guy dropped, like throws his gun down and, and starts running down the street, two cop cars come screeching apart and parked right behind him. And they jump out and they go taken off after him. All right. So now there's like a foot chase. And we're all just like kind of looking down the street like, holy shit. This is like some fucking chip shit right now. So um, as we're all like staring down the street uh, to see if the cops end up like catching this guy, somebody goes, the car's still moving. The car's still moving. <laughs> and it turns out that the guy that crashed his car never put it in park. So it's kind of like scraping down the side of the car that he hit and and it's starting to like roll down the street so i run over and i jump in and i put the car in uh, like in park and then like kind of back it up off the other car and leave it there and i like left the door open i was like i got i got nothing to do with this i'm just gonna leave it exactly as is hey, your prints are in the scene of the crime but... hey <laughs> shut up you don't know that voice yet this is not your time this is my intro anyway um yeah, no, I mean, somebody did bring up to me, do you have any priors? And I was like, oh, I do. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. But um, there were plenty of witnesses there. Anyway, um, I turned to my friends. I was like, why don't we just skip the coffee? I think we need a beer right now. And uh, it took a couple blocks to calm them down. But And maybe it was, you know, the police helicopters overhead that really unsettled, uh, unsettled them. But I'll tell you, Baltimore, full of surprises. I have never in 15 years seen some shit as crazy as that. And, of course, the one time I have people in from out of town that are kind of worried about Baltimore, some some shit like that happens as we're trying to get a coffee. So I thought that was a fun what's new. And um, I don't know. I, I, I get weirdly calm in these crazy situations. So it was just it, it was second nature to jump in the car and throw it in park.
Any reaction, Mike? No? Okay, I'll keep no, going. That's, well, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that story didn't yeah. even fucking crack your uh, stoic demeanor today. Um, are you on ketamine? What's going on over there? Do you want to join yeah, us? That, Do you want to be part of this show? That, does that help? Yeah, you look sexy. You look like a fuck. Does that you help? Look like a, you can't see my, my cold, dead eyes anymore. You look like a hipster fighter pilot right now, okay? With your beanie <laughs> and your aviators on. All right, guys, let's let's keep the show moving. As always, if you would like to support us, you know the number one thing you can do. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars on every platform. Pause the show right now. Click that five-star button. Click, 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 like you're uh, flicking a bean or something. Um, and <laughs> when you're done with that, listen, or at least make sure you do, to the outro, because that's when we're going to give you all the information about to get involved with the show more, how to be an executive producer, get involved with us on social, um, join us for an industry night, happy hour, something like that. So we're not going to do any of that information here because we want you guys to enjoy the show and we don't want to drag it on. So listen to the outro. Mike does hide some nice little nuggets there at the end. So as we also always say, it's very important that you guys are taking care of yourself. Mental health and substance abuse is rampant. Uh, in this business, it's uh, a business that weighs on people and we want you guys to be happy and healthy and coming back and enjoying this show with us. So, um, you know, Mike always says the world is a more interesting place with you in it and that couldn't be more true. So if you're struggling, if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out to us on, uh, either by email or on social. We are happy to talk. We are not professional counselors, but we, we really do want to be there for you guys. Uh, we're also going to provide some resources at the end of the show for you. If you do need some professional help, do not hesitate, guys. Reach out. Um, you know, mental health is a daily practice, and uh, this business is just so crazy dealing with people. It's something that you need to seek out if you're struggling. Um, this is very apropos because we are in May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I know Mike has some other announcements about things we're doing um, uh, surrounding mental awareness uh, mental health awareness, some of the other projects we're working on as bonus content. So Mike share with the people. Well, just for, we've already talked about this on the first episode of May, but, uh, for all of May, uh, anybody who, uh, is a Patreon member, anybody who joins our Patreon or anybody that would like to uh, send a tip over to the show to get your name on one of the episodes, uh, all those donations are going to be going to one of these, uh, donations are going to be going to one of these organizations that we're profiling this month. So uh, we uh, had Jasmine from Chow on. Uh, so, you know, we're going to, you know, any, any, basically if you guys want to send some money their way, uh, you'll get your name on, on the show. You can join our Patreon. You can yeah. see all of our uh, bonus content on there. And then all of that money is going to go to these organizations throughout the month of May. Um, and, you know, it can just be a fun way to help out these different organizations. And you're still going to be helping Steve and I out because uh, we can write all that shit off of our taxes. <laughs> so um, if you guys want to do that, we'll put your name on a show. And uh, uh, yeah, I just want to profile some of these different uh, organizations that are providing, you know, help and lifelines out there to people that work in the service industry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we mentioned Jasmine from Chow and that's, it was a ton of fun recording with her, but also Barbara from Tip Finance. We did a special bonus episode where she talked about financial health, which is for a lot of people in this business, a um, feels like an insurmountable uh, thing to try to turn your tips into generational or uh, a wealth or just you know, start, um, start having that emergency fund, some basic, basic, uh, money saving tips, uh, for service industry and tipped employees that is huge on mental health. So these are the sorts of things that we're really, um, putting extra emphasis on in May. And we want you guys, uh, to help us 
um, you know, support these organizations and reinvest in the mental health of uh, the people in the service industry, just like you guys and just like us. So um, it's really important. We want you guys to help us make this, uh, um, you know, a very impactful mental health awareness month. And that starts with uh, supporting some of these organizations that we're profiling. So, Mike, anything else to add? Nope, that's it. Fantastic. Uh, can you check? Can you check your audio levels for me, really quick? Yeah. Well, before we get started, before I do, I'd like to also <laughs> remind people that uh, by the time this episode comes out, you only have a few more opportunities to cash in on one of our giveaways. Uh, Barbara Sloan from Tip Finance was nice enough to offer some free copies of her book for member uh, for new Patreon members. I believe it's the first three. Patreon members that sign up. And then you'll also have the opportunity to get a 15 minute money call with Barbara. And we can't say this enough. A, it's fun as shit because Barbara's just cool. Like she's a ton of fun to hang out with. She's hilarious. And she's been in the trenches. So she gets it. Like she is somebody that I think you're going to have a ton of fun connecting with and talking with. Number two, her advice is invaluable. You can't even understand um, the career that this woman has assembled. She, uh, you know, runs a pretty, uh, pretty successful construction and development business in Manhattan. Um, she has now carved out a lane for herself as kind of the primary um, voice when it comes to finance, financial health for the service industry. And she is going to help you with basic, basic um, understanding of investing, of how you can make your tips work for you on legitimizing your financial health in this business. So guys, take advantage of that. All right. Even if you sign up for the Patreon for just this month to get the free book and the money call, and then you cancel it after that, you're not going to hurt Mike and I's feelings. We're just happy that you are taking a step forward uh, with your financial health. Um, without anything else to say, Mike, are you ready to get into this episode? Yeah, let's do can, it. Can you listen like, um, like a bad girlfriend? Can you fake it for me, please? <laughs> no, I, you don't put out enough for that. Let's see. Let's see. If if, if you're amusing and funny, maybe maybe it'll brighten my well, day. That told me this. I mean, fuck. The lady told me this morning that I'm actually not funny. I'm only amusing. And that one actually that one cut really deep. So and somehow that's the first thing that Mike laughs at on the show. First thing. All right. We have an incredible guest today. I've known him for a long time. We have bartended adjacent. We've been neighbor, neighboring bartenders, neighboring managers at different times. I think we've worked with about 400 of the same people. <laughs> and finally, our paths crossed at Das Beer Hall. I'm very excited to get into all the bullshit, all the stories with Brian Collada as we drink some classic Manhattans. Here we go. Brian Collada, everybody. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to have you on. I'm excited. Um, I am going to need you, just for Mike's benefit, to talk a little bit louder and right into yes, your microphone. Get it. There we go. And uh, so happy to have you here. I, you know, I always ask our guests right out the gates, why would you ever do this? <laughs> well, based off the last five minutes, I don't know why I decided to do this. Oh, my God. I, I'm just kidding. I'm very excited. You know, that's I've it. never been on a podcast before, so like, I love listening to them. And it's a bartender podcast, and this is my profession, my career. I quit a long time ago in the corporate world, and here we are. Yeah, you do have an expertise that I think lends you to this particular uh, show. I've done it all. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> and um, so I have no doubts that you have some great stories for us. I do need to tell you that Despite mom and dad bickering and oh, fighting dude, I, I'm just behind the scenes, we're, we're going to have a great show here. 
And um, I do think that is one of the uh, uh, unspoken benefits of being a guest on this show is you get to see the behind the scenes of honestly how much of a train wreck Dude, this actually is. Real deep. Yeah, you call that a benefit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think I think at least it feels somewhat VIP. Like, you know what I mean? I, I have to imagine that there are plenty of movie sets that if you got to like stand on the sidelines and like watch it happen, it would also be a train wreck. And then what do you know? That movie you came out fine. Actors all the time. That there it is. Yeah, you have, you have that story about. Yeah, you have the story about how that famous actor is really a dickhead in person. Yeah, yeah Ben exactly. Stiller. He's Napoleon. Napoleon effect. Bear. Yeah, he's I mean, a complete bag of dicks. Yeah, like yeah. What are you talking about? He's a lot of fuck in the movies. That sounds like half the actors I know. What do you What are you talking about here? And and it actually no checks actor. out. It checks out for you and I as well. Well, Brian, let's talk a little. Let's just get right into it, dude. Let's talk a little bit about why. Uh, the Manhattan. What is special about that drink for you? Why did you choose um, that to profile on the show? So, uh, growing up, my grandparents, my mom and my papa, loved Manhattans. Did uh, VO was their choice at, back in the day. Now it's my papa, the only surviving grandparent, loves Crown Royal. But uh, I used to watch them make them all the time, and I was very intrigued. And I walked up to my papa one day. I was like, "Can I help you do this?" And he gave me that stupid little tool, the jigger, which I don't like using ever. But he always did the two ounce of VO and then the, the, basically half to one ounce of uh, sweet vermouth, which that's all I use. I don't do bitters. Actually, when I go out, I, I request no bitters in my Manhattan. I like bitters for an old-fashioned. It's necessary. But classic, classic, classic. Easy cocktail to make. Easy to fuck up if the ratio isn't correct. And I just from that point on, I was just intrigued. And I always, when I would be at their house... I would yeah. make the Manhattan with them. So that's what I was going to ask. After they uh, after they showed you how to make it, did you just become the server for I them? Did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had exactly. like the real fancy china, tiny little martini glass. And then they, I fell in love with, the other day. We talked about the coupe glass. I love yeah. the coupe glass. But I can't drink them up anymore because I get too drunk. It's too fast. <laughs> yeah. So I always do mine on the rocks now. Just It, it just helps me out. Just kind of like, because then I kind of, lean my way into just doing a bourbon on the rocks after that just to like yeah slow it down, it down dilute you know? it a little like, bit sure but yeah so after they showed me the re the ratio the recipe i would go and make them like and i loved it and it made me feel like i was like i don't know upper echelon of the family the yeah mama and pop up fucking manhattan you know? well it's a classy drink <laughs> it's a classy drink number one and it's a it's a, it's, a it's a drinker's <laughs> drink right like one of the things that is very um commonplace with the Manhattan is that like, you know, if somebody orders it at a bar, you're like, Oh, this motherfucker is either a, an alcoholic, <laughs> b a seasoned drinker or, or, or C does not know what they just ordered. Well, we're, well, we're gonna, um, we're going to DOS. We're, we're so slinging like, you know, churn and burn slinging. Yeah. Like, we're not doing a lot of Manhattan. When people here. order a Manhattan or a old fashioned or like, even like, I don't even give a shit about the, uh, lemon drop martini i kind of get excited because i've done craft bartending right and a lot of people haven't we don't so, get like, that opportunity a lot, lot of people will be like colado you make this and i was like yes absolutely you <laughs> actually get to put on your craft <laughs> like, hat every now and then yeah <laughs> that is the thing about volume bar you do have that one motherfucker on a saturday night at like 11 30 that was like can i get a man of war and you're like you know what, what? you can <laughs> yes, you brother can. <laughs> we got i got you right now um there's a couple other things about the manhattan though and, and, and i say it's a drinker's drink because it's the first cocktail a lot of people learn when they're really like crap bartending. It's straight booze, you know? And there are a lot of people that drink it. They're like, oh, this is like too much for me. And that's a, a, a really great line of de demarcation to be like, oh, 
you're not a seasoned drinker or, oh, your palate is not necessarily subtle enough to pick out some of these different flavor profiles that we have in here because it's basically just straight booze. That's number one. Number two, I think you pointed out something uh, that we don't touch on enough on the show, but I think it is really keen to, to discuss. I love that the lineage of a lot of bartenders is like, when I was a child, oh, like yeah. eight years old, many <laughs> some matriarch or patriarch <laughs> of my family made me bartend for them at home. And it's like, it's kind of funny. It's like a, it's like a villain origin story. It, it, like from that moment on, there was no question you were going to have to bartend at some <laughs> point. You have to legitimize this. Um, and it also reminds me that that's 99% of the benefit of having children is using them as your personal slave. Um, to just do, do things for you. So I, I, I gotta say, um, when you tell that story, you're making Manhattans for your grandma and grandpa. It rings so true. Um, I, to the, I, I remember, um, my, my dad's mom, her favorite cocktail. Uh, she used to drink, uh, um, the Irish hammer. That was like her only drink. So she, if you guys are not familiar, Amaretto, uh, Jameson and Bailey's mixed together, tastes like a hazelnut milkshake. And uh, my grandma Bama used to love them, and we mix those up all the time. So, um, all right. Well, let's talk about how you make your Manhattan because, I, as you mentioned, you don't like the jigger. I think most bartenders that make it, it's really definitely an eye up drink <laughs> for sure. I mean, if you're not putting at least two ounces, don't make my Manhattan uh, of that bourbon or whiskey. So, teach the people how you make it. Look, if you don't have specific ounces, on, on the parts, that's okay, but give them kind of a general way that they can make Brian so Colada's me, Manhattan. You got a whiskey or bourbon, doesn't matter. I prefer a bourbon, a bourbon rye Manhattan personally. Uh, but I start with that, do two, two and a half ounces, um, and then basically a half ounce. And it, it depends on how sweet you want it. I do a half ounce, I don't need it too sweet. Yeah, a little lighter. But my yeah. biggest thing is the fancy cherries. Well, a half ounce of what? Of, uh, sorry, sweet vermouth. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, two, two and a half to one half. That's it. Yeah. But my biggest thing now with the fancy cherries, Luxardos, you have these. We have some Luxoninos. They look yeah. just like Luxardos. So these are going to be amaretto soaked cherries. In Italian. I use the juice a little bit. Uh, some of the spoon yeah. juice. I put in one little splash of the juice as I stir. Never shake a Manhattan. Terrible assault. We're going to actually, we're actually going to talk about that in the cocktail history. So like, it's a good point. You, like I literally almost sent one back at a place in little Italy. This guy was shaking the shit out of my Manhattan, and yeah. I, but I couldn't do it. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I should have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it, that's the bartender in you that didn't send it back, but that is a good point. There are a lot of drinks that have a particular style of making Stirring, Manhattan always. is, uh, is as akin to being stirred as GM is it akin to being never, ever chilled ever, ever. Or Jameson never, personally. ever, ever chill GM. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there are some of these standards. I mean, sure. there. I, I bet there's a customer out there that loves their Manhattan shaken, but it's just not true form to the recipe. And as Brian mentioned, you know, pick your favorite whiskey. Um, you know, if it's a rye, <laughs> if it's a bourbon, that's fine. Um, it doesn't matter what sweet vermouth you use. Honest to God, if you want to seek out like a really Martini classic. Rossi is classic. That's the standard. Like you know, I think that's what most bars are going to have. But you could seek out one that's a little sweeter, a little drier. Um, the key. The key to a great Manhattan, and and I totally agree with you. You gotta get good cherries. If you are working with a maraschino, don't make one. Just skip it. Make something else. It's um, all about the. 
it's 30 bucks, but you don't have to ever refrigerate. They last for three years. It's a good soaked in booze cocktail. Yeah. There's going to be and plenty of cherries in there. Old fashions too. Yeah. So you don't, don't, don't mess around with your cherries splurge on that stuff for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, Brian, now that you've taught people how to make it, why don't you mix us up a few Manhattans and I'm going to share a little bit about the cocktail history, because I got to tell you guys, this has been one of the more fun cocktails to research. I was not exactly sure not exactly sure where this was going to go, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. So, um, Mike, you know how you enjoy a good conspiracy theory? Yeah, some of the good ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's actually a conspiracy theory with this particular cocktail. All right. It's kind of it's kind of cool. So as the story goes, the Manhattan was uh, originated um in the 1880s it was uh you know a lot of people actually give the credit to a gentleman named dr lane marshall now dr marshall was a close personal friend of lady randolph churchill now you might recognize that last name lady randolph churchill was winston churchill's mother all right and dr lane uh marshall was a kind of like a socialite a friend of hers and as the story goes, um, Mrs. Churchill, Lady, Lady Churchill, threw a party to support a politician. And this was like kind of think of it like as like a like a fundraiser. Right. So she throws a party at the Manhattan Club in New York, and it's going to be this big fundraiser for um, for a, a politician we're going to talk about here in a second. And. Dr. Lane Marshall, as just kind of being like a, you know, a fun-loving socialite, a friend of Lady Churchill's, decides, I'm going to make a special cocktail just for this fundraising event. Um, and, and, you know, at the time, a lot of cocktails would just be named after the venue, right? So it's at the Manhattan Club. He, at least as legend goes, comes up with this cocktail um, for this event and names it the Manhattan after the Manhattan Club. However, this has now been proven to be a false story. And here's why. Turns out Lady Randolph Churchill couldn't have even possibly been in New York at the time because she was pregnant with Winston Churchill. And she was in Europe, um, in, in the UK, and had not actually made her way over to the States. Um, they've looked back at the actual like timing uh, uh, of when the – because the party was real. Party took place. It was a political fundraiser, but she was not there. And so now the corroboration of did, La did Dr. Lane Marshall actually make this drink is kind of in question. So it turns out that that's a bit of a conspiracy. Um, she was, again, pregnant with Winston Churchill at the time. Digging a little bit deeper, there actually is a more credible origin story. Um, there was a, a separate bartender uh uh, also in New York, but a, a few years earlier in the 1860s. And sorry, I'm pulling up his name right now. Oh, no. I usually am on top of these ones, man. Um, there was another uh, bartender in New York at the time whose name was William F. Mulhall. And he ran a place called the Hoffman House. All right. Now, this is in... Uh, kind of the late 1860s, early 1870s. It's in New York. And he ended up writing a book about cocktails called the Manhattan Cocktail Book. 
And it turns out that he credits a black bartender by just the name of Mr. Black. That's all he knew, he knew his name as who ran a little like um, uh, mixed race club on Houston street and Broadway in Manhattan as being the originator of this cocktail. So I thought that was so cool for a couple reasons. One, I'm going to venture a guess that the credit went to Dr. Lane Marshall, mostly out of like racism and, and like the fact that like, we're not giving credit to the, uh, or the person who originated the drink, maybe because he was black and kind of just the general times. But I also love that William Mulhall, who became famous at his particular cocktail bar, the Hoffman House, for making this drink, gave credit to this gentleman and and kind of revered him in his book as somebody that was a bit of a father of, of some local cocktails in Manhattan. I thought that was really cool. We've seen this a couple times before. I don't Mike, if you remember the Penn Dennis Club and 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 how um it ended up being taken, you know, it was up in like southern part of Harlem, but kind of in Manhattan. It was originally owned by like uh, some wealthy elites, but then kind of turned over as Harlem became more of a black community. And I, I, I do think that that's just a really, really interesting part of this particular cocktail. Now, I promised you one more nugget. Who was the politician that the original fundraiser was for? Well, his name, okay, was Samuel J. Tilden. Samuel J. Tilden was the governor of New York and actually ran for president. And believe it or not, he lost to none other than Rutherford B. Hayes. But some very interesting things happened during that election. And this is where the other part of the conspiracy comes from. Samuel Tilden actually won the popular vote by 250,000 votes. But he lost the election because when it went to the Electoral College, the Republicans at the time had one extra vote on the Electoral Commission and voted all 20 of the suspended electoral votes for Rutherford B. Hayes. And it is, it is, there's only one other election in history. Tell you anything else about Rutherford yes. B. Hayes. But. There's only one, I, I didn't know that, I've never known this about Rutherford B. Hayes, but there's only one other election in history where a similar scenario happened. And that would be the 2000 election between George Bush and, uh, is it John Kerry? Not John uh, Kerry. Was it John Kerry? I thought it was Al Gore. Al Gore, right? thank Al, you. Al Gore. Yes, yes, Al Gore <laughs> with the hanging Chad down Wait, in Florida. Yes, and it oh, ends yeah, up going to the, it ends up going to the vote down in Florida, and again the Republicans sweep Bush into the into the into the White House. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding both. I'm not going to go any farther in down this rabbit hole, but if you care about like political conspiracies, if that stuff intrigues you, look up Rutherford B. Hayes's uh, um, win against Samuel Tilden because there's some questionable things going on there with some backdoor dealings, maybe over a Manhattan or two. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I had a lot of fun. I know that was a longer Cheers. cocktail history than usual. Glasses, now that we have our drinks mixed up, let's say, as we always do, don't just listen along. Drink. Drink along. That's why I like it. Uh, one thing about the Manhattan, uh, during quarantine, my pop-up Salvatore Colada turned 90. And it, because we oh, couldn't nice. get together... We all send videos to him. All the he has twenty four great grandchildren. Jeez, He's Christ! Got like, what twelve of us grandchildren and all his kids? It's amazing. I made a video with Frank Sinatra playing in the background, making him a Manhattan, and sent happy ninetieth birthday to him. That's beautiful. Like, it was just like such a fitting moment. Like, you know, I mean, 
God, 80. So I was eight and he's 90, you know, right? Like so when I started making them and now he's 90, when I started making them, he was probably, I don't know, 55, 65. I don't even know. Like, yeah. It's incredible. Like it's, and he's still kicking 93 years old, total badass. Nice. Uh, Sicilian badass. That is the thing about Italians, <laughs> right? It feels like uh, they really do food and drink to excess, but they're just like unkillable. He, it doesn't. He just retired from softball last year. That's that's Dude, not wow. the fuck out of here. He moved from. He called me and I, was, I called him and I was like, "Hey, pops, how you doing?" He goes, "Brian, I moved from first base to second base. That ball just comes too fast." Said, "You're an absolute fucking badass." That's insane. Like, he works. He lives in Oakrest, which I'll get to. That's where I started my like restaurant shit. He lives there, swims every day, works out every yeah. day, eats like a champion, and drinks Crown Royal. And just is we might need such a fucking badass. We might need to have him on the show because I have a feeling like he's going to be like when me and Mickey Mantle were slugging Manhattans back in the 40s, you know, some shit like that. Um, all right, Brian, let's get into the drinking. So this is like your service industry LinkedIn. This is where you can flex. You can tell people a little about um, where you've been in the business. Now, obviously, LinkedIn is what, you know, everybody flexes about their career online. So I want to hear first, how'd you first get into the business? Right. First restaurant gig. Second. Tell us all the positions you've held. Third. You can rat a tat tat them if you want. And then third, where are you now? So how'd you first get in? Yeah, and, and additionally, any any other places uh, that you've worked. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So just the, the locations geog uh, geographically speaking. So uh, my initial start in the restaurant business was Ocrest Village. Really? Yeah. My brother worked there. It was a, They had a good school program. So like you – that a work release or whatever. Or yeah, work, you could get out of school work, early. Work, like, work release. What do you mean? What, what, what are you, juvie? Hey, Jesus hey, Christ. Hey, hey, hey. Whatever they call it. Uh, no, so I was a uh, server in the front of the house of uh, Oakcrest in Parkville, Maryland, which is a retirement community. Thank you. I was going to uh, say, for people that don't know, it's a, like it's a senior amazing, living It's like community. a city. It's yeah. incredible. They it have, is pretty wild. They wild. have an Olympic-sized pool. They have 16 different bars and restaurants now. It yeah. started as one building. It's now an absolute territory. On Walter Bull. If, if you're a fan of the show Secession, it's basically Living Plus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, exactly. And I hope you get that nugget. So then I, I, all my friends, it was funny, all my friends were dishwashers and I was the only front of the house employee, but I always knew I wanted to. How'd you to pull like, that one? Because I just, I knew I wanted to serve people. Like, no, you know what it was? Somebody old, somebody owed Salvatore a favor. <laughs> he wasn't living. He's there, like, that you that remember that body I helped you bury, motherfucker? <laughs> you better put hit my, my grandson front of the house. So my mom's parents were one of the original people that moved in and uh oh cool he another badass old man lived till he was like 96 years jesus old. Yeah. what was his name uh william j Lau. man we got some yeah. serious total, patriarchs total it was amazing william so, j Lau. they basically you worked you know back i think i made 465 was minimum wage back when i first started and you would work four to seven thirty, like that was dinner time, and you would think it was the hardest damn job in the world, and you get paid one hundred eighty-five for every two weeks, and be like, "I'm on top of the world." You know? Yeah, and I worked there all through high school. The day I quit was the day I left for senior week. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and they give us they give you a scholarship program, so the they they're not allowed to tip you, but I. My last day, they handed me like five hundred dollars. Really, like this envelope. All the residents that like were my regular, like pitched in, gave me an envelope, and I was like, "Okay, I'll take it." That's pretty awesome. Now, how how much of that five hundred made it out of senior week? Uh, probably not hardly any. Yeah, I think okay. I had to pay more people to get us booze down there. Scholarship, <laughs> you know? but they gave us a, the scholarship fund was actually they donated. We got a thousand dollars if you worked there for a certain amount of weeks in your high school. You would get a thousand dollars that was paid by the residents towards your college fund. 
which is really cool. Wasted that. I went to CCBC after Calvary Hall, but you know, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> but, Waste, it, wasted is an interesting term that I think we're actually going to get into <laughs> because I would argue that you didn't waste it. No, it, was it was all part of a, 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 all part of a master plan to become a, uh, a, a Manhattan. The master. one thing that Oprah taught me was freaking patience, man. Oh Dealing my God. I can imagine people. you're only serving old Holy people. Holy shit. Soup's too hot. Soup's too cold. Soup is in here. Why is there no bacon bits? On the I am salad so bowl? happy <laughs> that there is not an Ocris, but for kids only. I mean, maybe that's Chuck E. Cheese, but, but I, I, I do not ever want to live in that hell. <laughs> I will say it's the best place to throw your 14-year-old child to work because if you start at DOS, we see this, whatever, you, you, any other restaurant, this place really cultures you, gives you patience, teaches you like regiment of like school to work life. It really helped me in my long run. So- I, I assume I'm just going to take a guess other than the prescription pills that all the geriatrics <laughs> were taking, there probably weren't as many drugs in that environment oh, no. as in the average restaurant. <laughs> I mean, Is that I right? Probably, I probably could have made best friends with like Betty Lou yeah. and gotten her like Vicodin or something. Yeah. You know? like- <laughs> uh, Betty Lou sounds like a real person. But we'll so get it. All right. I so- was a server there. I ended up being a host, a captain. You beat me to my question. Yeah, tell us all the positions. So that you the, you kind of was like a, like a hierarchy. So the captain was at the top, and you basically like told all the like host, back waiters, busters what to do. So I, that was when I left. I was the captain. And then after I came back, I worked. I fucked around for you know the summer. And then I worked at Damon's Bar and Grill. Yikes. <laughs> right Yikes. on Bella Road. Oh, I know. Now it. is Soloaka. Uh, I thought yeah. it was Biroteca or yeah, Sol- Mo- Wow, okay. Yeah. Sol Oaxaca. And, uh, Sol Oaxaca. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, you're talking about the one right on that, Road. That, that was like famous. 17 places. It was the like, original the original spot that wasn't it called the Hive? Games. Was it I remember Damon's. It, wasn't it, it was called Damon's, the Hive for a while? Uh Diablo Cocina. Yes, was, uh, yes, my God. Was, <laughs> that was six months. It was Bill Bateman's. Yeah, it's right. That, so Jesus Christ. Most, it was across, uh, pasta, from, pasta, across from DeSantis, the right? Yeah. yeah, Jesus. That but place has been a million Damon's things. was fucking awesome. That's where I really got into the business. And started to fall in love. <laughs> I was a server, barback, bartender. Uh, and that's when you could bartend at 18. In, yeah, no uh, doubt. County, which was cool. Yeah. That's where I really learned, like, I also failed my manager weight. I told them that swordfish was on the menu, and uh, because there was a uh, stuffed swordfish above me as I was doing it, and they told me, "We'll give you the weekend, and you can work." I set top sales all three days of serving, and they said you can have a job. I was like, I just got nervous. The manager scared the shit out of me, yeah. and I panicked. He goes, "What's the fish of the day?" I was like, "Swordfish." <laughs> wait, <clears throat> wait. So wait, well, okay. So there was a taxidermied swordfish above. above. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what you said was. I, the... I panicked and I looked. I was like, swordfish. <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't working at like an elk lodge or something. It's like, yes, Moose. we have grizzly bear today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice grizzly sirloin for you. I would so try. There, it. I served, managed, or did manage, served, barbacked, and then slightly bartended when like the bartenders couldn't. And then from there, mm-hmm. I went to Silver Spring Mining Company on Bella Road. All right. And to this day, why well, I hate sour beef and dumplings, and I'm not happy that sour brought this back, but it is what it is. It's selling like like wildfire. But, sure is. Uh, and there, I was just an expediter. I expoed in the kitchen. I was like the I I managed the bussers and the uh, food runners, and I expedited, and it was fantastic. That's where I really learned to like the kitchen side of things. And it was next to the service bar, ex- so they would ex- just give me kitty cups of Jameson while I was expediting, which really? was really awesome. oh, yeah. that's nice. Expediting <laughs> is a you- is a great place to get the you're in the line of fire. Well, and you get a lot of manager chops. Like I feel like 
if you're a manager and you haven't spent a lot of time on Expo, I don't respect you as much just because that is the conduit between the two worlds. And you're also the only person that can say, chef, I need this fucking now. Yeah. And that it's allowed. Like if a server comes back and they yell at like someone on the line, yeah. that's then I would be like, Fuck you have to have a higher, you have to have a hierarchy and, and it's almost like this person is the mediator between the two hierarchies. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so what are, you didn't go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was just going to ask, you didn't work at Silver Spring uh, when Tony, Tony Castino was there by chance, did you? Tony, is, does he have... Tony, I don't think little, that they were at the same time. Like, is he short okay, guy? Yeah, he's curious. shorter. I know Tony. He was our set glasses. I swear really, God, really I funny. He was one of our second episodes. I don't think you guys crossed paths, because I think you were out of there by we then. We had a but... Tony that had a sister that went to Perry Hall the same year I did. Can't Maybe he's from Perry Hall, so it's a small world. I'm sorry, I was just, I was just curious. No, yeah, no. Tony was. I on, think, like, I think they miss each other because you guys got to understand. Brian, like myself, this has a seasoned career. If you guys think we're even thirty percent into the, <laughs> to the bars or the positions, you're fucking wrong. So, I, in the interest of time, so, yeah. I'm gonna put your feet to the fire and just say, name me every other position, or, or you know what, just name me all the other bars. So basically, what I always tell everyone and. I've done everything from dishwasher to valet parker and everything in between. It includes managing, bartending, serving, expediting. I've cooking, I've cooked, hosting, yeah. Like in the the sheer fire. Of you were washing dishes washing, the other washing, night. Yeah, yeah. Last night. Yeah, an apron on. It's a real fucking bullshit of a day, let me tell you. But I've done it all. Absolutely everything. And I learned that, like, you know, like the player's coach. I want to be like the employee's owner eventually. Like, I will do anything. If I can't get to it myself, that's why I'm asking you to do it. Like, that's just kind of how, like, I feel. Like, yeah. I've had owners that, like, opening weekend at the beach on a brand new restaurant, he was arm deep in the disposal because it clogged to get the dishwasher out. And he's, like, a multi-millionaire restaurateur. Yeah, because you know that's, that's what had to be done. So I, I love how you said players coach because that's – You know what I mean? Like, you got yeah. You got to feel it. Like it's, Some restaurant owners don't necessarily blue-collar, you know, bootstrap do. it very often, but – uh, um, but I've worked uh, so yeah, Damon's Silver Spring, um, Mary Club's Pool Bar. I did 99 Sea Level at the Beach, Bethany Blues. Um, I did obviously now I'm at Das Beer Hall, Portside, uh, Portside Tavern. God rest, Cardinal. Uh, what's that? Cardinal. Oh, Cardinal Tavern. Yeah, can't can't forget about that. Yeah, this I'm I'm probably missing a couple in between. Were you ever at Pig? No, I just love pig. Okay, yeah, pig right. and rooster, and I'm awesome. sure we're gonna get into pig and rooster. Uh, I know you I have valet park in Harbor East for Federal Valet. That was a big one with Ocean Air, Roy's. Oh Wendy's. yeah, I did that for two years right before the recession hit. Bygones, like four seasons a yeah. day valet parking. Oh, it's all the Richie <laughs> Richards. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, but yeah, so I've done it all. I love it. I I work corporate. I worked for Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield before. I've done the desk job. Hated it. I got fat. Didn't like sitting in front of a <laughs> like. I just got like I had, got glasses up staring at fucking computer screen all day. I love the fucking restaurant business. Yeah. I want to eventually. I don't have a timeline. I want to own my own bar. Well, while we spread the wealth, while we're being romantic about it, tell us about where you are now because I know like, I know. Despite having to do dishes every now no, and then, yeah. you oh, do well, love we this place at Das Beer Hall, Parkville, the OG. Awesome, awesome, awesome spot. It's my first building i ever went and drank at was called the barn so 17 years i'll be 35 mm. this year 17 years ago fake id all the above before it was das it's it, called the barn yeah. awesome mm. but no das beer hall has treated me like gold i love it it is a spot where you feel the vibe from the employees immediately we all work well together it's intense we all yeah fucking we are in i mean we did not to throw numbers there but 10 grand by 5 p.m on saturday it was not it good. was 
for no reason. There was nothing with going a kit with a kitchen the size of your bathroom. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, like I promise you, you, you have a bigger the, closet the than our kitchen behind us. This is the kitchen from computer to this. It's insane. And the volume we do is incredible. The vibe we get, the regulars we have. I mean, you have your toothless wonder drinking Bud Heavy to the hottest of hottie that walks in and wants a crush. It is it's, it's, and everything in between. Like, it is <laughs> like a. It is like an any size fits all all crayons in the box come and party kind of place. We call it the melting pot of the world. It really is. <laughs> I've, you know, the thing that I used to tell people when I first started working there, because I've worked at so many bars, I'd have regulars and friends be like, Sue, do you like Dawes? You, you enjoying working there? And I'll be like, honest God, guys, like, yeah, I do. The money's great. I have a ton of fun with my coworkers. But the thing that's unique about this place, more than anything I've ever noticed, is the fact that we don't have a particular type of customer. We I've don't. worked at a lot of places where like, all right, college kids come to this place. I've worked at a lot of places where like, all right, older people come to this place. I've worked at a lot of places where like families come to this place. This is one of the unique spots where from families with infants to people who are retired in their 90s to college kids, I ordered a to kids age 25 to 30. <laughs> I mean, it's insane how um how diverse yeah the regulars are that's that i think part of i think part of it too is because you guys offer um a, a food selection that's a little different than your normal american cuisine Maybe. i mean it's it's yeah i, th I think that's that, that's part of the draw of why i wanted to go there just to try some of the yeah, schnitzel German and everything fusion. else yeah you can't get yeah. you can't get a wiener schnitzel like at bill bateman's sure or, you know mm -hmm. we do have a but that would attract all different types of people and then once you get there and you enjoy the atmosphere because it is a it is kind of a party scene they have karaoke that's and what i mean else. i think it's really the fact yeah. that like we we cater to everybody's type of party. Trivia. Like, yeah. don't get me we wrong. Crab nights, the nine, the ninety-year-olds who are retired, they're not there on a Friday night at maybe midnight, but they are there on Friday night at happy hour. So that's what I mean. Mm. We but do happy hour seven days. Day at noon yeah, no yeah. All, only because they just want to come in. Like, I mean, you'll be your only person on. We work Wednesdays all the time together. Mornings together. It'll yeah. come out of nowhere. It is like pretty 1 nuts. 1 p.m. will hit and we're like, wow. I've never like seen 65 a, people walk in. <laughs> the only other time I saw a daytime lunch rush like what we do is Ocean Pride. Yeah. That's the only the other one. And there's so many similar qualities to Ocean, Ocean Pride. Ocean Pride is, is – that's the DOS of Timonium. Kind like, of. In the sense, that's more like, like a family place. Like your grandparents took yeah, you there for yeah. crabs once, and yes, that's why yes. you still go there in your 20s. I think DOS is cooler. I'm saying like perception-wise, yes. socially, it's like cooler. Yeah, for sure. Like Ocean Pride is still like the dive bar that has good food and cheap drinks, Keto but it's it's not maybe like the first place <laughs> a twenty year old picks to be like, let's go out tonight. Um, but you go there and like family occasions. There's just similarities because it does That's cater to we cater to everything. Yeah, it's I mean wild. we do so, after and I, I, parties. We do every we do yeah. everything. Like the basement alone is the coolest thing for private parties. Like well, Saturday no, what you were just talking about I, the numbers on it was three private parties back to back to back to back. You know, and I know you guys have a lot of love for DOS. I know this this show has a lot of, a lot of love for DOS. But unless they're going to start sponsoring us, I think we should maybe start moving on here. Damn. <laughs> you, you, but hey give me a break the last two episodes we're doing the last two episodes we've done are two are people from dos we've had probably well, what like my, seven or eight bartenders on from dos no, 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 that's me not... on this for two years and our schedules has i have not linked up so i was pre-dos 
but I am a DOS fanatic. Rowan was <laughs> Rowan was also hurt when when I had not invited him on yet, and I was like, "Dog, I've had too many DOS people on here. I can't like string them back to back." And then, of course, we do Rowan and Colada back to back. But no, look, the great thing about both of those individuals and Brian in particular here is they have so much time and experience at other bars around Baltimore that I know we're going to have a lot of great stories separate from DOS. But um, it's a good point, Mike. Um, you cold-hearted son of a bitch. Let's just move on. I just, I, I just feel bad for all the people that can't go to DOS because they're not well, involved. You know, this is oh, wow. I just don't keep, I don't want nice. to, I don't want to so keep teasing them. You know what I mean? Scott's Kansas, still listening. Kansas. You just brought him back. Yeah. So all this does is fly into BWI. Third and March. We'll pick you up. We we'll have a bus system. Up. I will send you an Uber right <laughs> yeah. to eighty-five twenty-seven Harvard Road. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I, I'm actually being dead serious right now. If one of our listeners DMs us I and says, pick you up "I'm in Baltimore. <laughs> How do I get to DOS? I'll pay. I'll pay for your Uber. His All right? truck might break down. I'll take my. No, that's why I'm going to pay for your Uber. <laughs> my truck might break down. It might break. Down. Um, all right, let's get right into it. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready. There's only one way forward, and it's through the gauntlet. So here we go. All right, Brian, you have made it to the gauntlet. Question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, these can be your pet peeves about the service industry, these can be misconceptions that customers have about the service industry or anything within that realm. Like a lot of my pet peeves are, are things that other bartenders and servers do that drive me nuts. So tell us about some pet peeves and misconceptions. Uh, uh, for sure, the empty bottle syndrome, as I'll call it. The, uh, uh, nothing's worse than coming in on your, at four that everyone's been working all day. And every time you go to make a drink, the fucking bottle's empty. Mm. You pour and it is drips. And you're like, oh, come on, this person definitely knew. Fucking that Val. One, that one is awful. That's on the bartender side for sure. Uh, that one is also like, it, it is particularly annoying if not only the bottle's empty, <laughs> but then it's back in its place where it's supposed yeah, to be. It's rail, like a cruel the joke. The rail, right? It's like a cruel <laughs> joke. Like you put this bottle back. You couldn't even throw it away and just leave the Your slot empty. memory of the rail. And you go to reach and you start to pour without looking because you're, like, you're like, mother, God damn it, let's put gin in this thing. Mother. Like <laughs> uh, well, that's, listen, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another lament. I said this to you the yeah, other day. Yeah, My entire <laughs> life, it's been vodka, gin, rum, tequila, bourbon, triple sec. In that order, straight down the rail, Boom. same way, same bar every single time. This affliction <laughs> of new bartenders that they want to play fucking 52 pickup card shuffle with the with the rail alcohol is insane to me. Vodka, gin, rum, tequila, whiskey, triple. It is so simple. Why are we not just all doing I, I, I'm sorry. I 100%. I just that, can't. <laughs> I can't with this shit. Uh, for people, like waiting on people, uh, my least favorite thing in the world or is... Pull, yeah, or yeah. My least favorite thing in the world is when you have a table, a 10 top, if you may. 10 people at one table. And literally... You're like any everyone good? They're like yeah, and the like, one person's like, "I'll have a course light." Come back. Oh, I'll have a Miller light. Oh my Come god. Come back. Oh, I need a new water. Oh my god. I'm like god. I literally was like here for you to be here for you and you all just order separately. Yep. And you're it's especially it happens every time when you're busy. You're like you take like four Absolutely. Orders, and you're like have you ever waited? Like, have you ever been in this business more? And that's the other pet peeve. Probably not. That's, that's the thing. The yeah. people that have not been in the business that treat us like shit. 
that are like well and see I don't mean to cut you no. off because I think a lot of the times they they don't even think that. they don't they don't, they don't think know. that they're being rude. They <laughs> yeah. just they think it's part of your job. So right. Justin, who you know he's mentioned on the show and everything else, uh, he's he's a good buddy of mine that we do the Airbnb stuff together, and he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your entire fucking life. But we'll go out to eat and we'll get stuff, and he'll get you know the normal shit that he's going to get. We all ask the server for, you know, a drink or whatever else. They leave and then they come back. He's like, oh, yeah. And, and could I get some ranch or could I get some ketchup <laughs> and say, I'm an asshole. And I'll be like, no, you I'll, I'll like just before the <laughs> server even has a chance. There, so I'm like, no, you knew you wanted that when you got the plate set down in front of you. They just came back. You don't get it now. Yeah. And they'll usually bring it for him anyway. But I think the server at least appreciates Gee. that somebody's jumping their ass and being like, no, you had the opportunity. <laughs> you know, you get that with that fucking meal every fucking time. And you missed your well, chance. Well, some, so. sometimes it's a self-awareness thing. And and now now I will give that to some customers. They're, they're in a conversation with somebody else at the table or they're just like they're out of it. They're reading the menu. They're not. They're not, they don't hear the question. They don't know what they want yet. So they really do need some more time and they want to. Yeah. We had 250 beers and bottles, cans and drafts. And the thing about that is I can understand why like a serious beer drinker might need an extra minute. However, the one that kills me, the one that kills me is when somebody orders that Coors Light and you go, does anybody else need anything? A, yeah. You actually get the acknowledgement of all <laughs> no, the eyes, good. all the eyes at the table. We're good. You go get the Coors Light, you drop it back on the table, and here's the kicker. Oh, Somebody then goes, can I have a Coors Light? And you're like, motherfucker. It's not even a different drink. It's the beer I just got for this person. I yeah, well, be, I could have After they ordered one. it. After they ordered the Coors Light and you left, they were like, you know what? You know what's an, an ice cold I, Coors Light sounds so delicious right now after you bring it I up. Always, I always, I, it's just me as a person. I have like a happy demeanor. Like I smile. You do. Like you are a very happy part. person. Yeah. And the poker face that I put on for these fucking oh, assholes, man. dude. Like and <laughs> living at the beach, uh, August was, and I and I love New York, New Jersey. Shout out to both of them. But when I tell you that was New York, New Jersey week at Bethany Beach, they treat us like. We were like just awful humans. Garbage. Like, yeah. Every like like I can't even explain to you. Like this is terrible. They haven't even like looked at it yet. Like they're like it's just yeah. sending me on <laughs> sending me on a line. Like you know not reading the menu. Like what do you uh, think this like, is? Fucking Morton's you piece <laughs> like, of shit. Like you're at a bar, you're at a beach bar in Bethany Beach. I mean we, like, it was ninety nine sea level was a high end steakhouse on the water, but it was not necessary to treat me yeah no doubt. like i mean everyone thought it too we all hated august well matt, and they would like tip you terribly too. matt <laughs> matt wrangle matt wrangle just put up a video the other day um about uh the caption was when a customer treats me rude <laughs> right starts by treating me rude you know like uh and he did like two cuts where it's like happy chipper demeanor and then it's like oh you want to you want to play this game like this i had a guy order last night I, I like a liquor, a strong liquor drink. I said, sir, this is not the movie. How about a Manhattan? I said, would you, I was, would you like to tell a me what kind of liquor drink. would you like? Yeah, and yeah. he was like, and he started yelling at me. I was like, uh, I, I just was specifying what liquor, sir. Yeah, it's like, not a guessing game. Like, you you give it to what, did he, what did he start yelling at you? I need to hear <laughs> well, more. Like, what happens if what happens if Brian like, pours like, a double tequila there and the guy's like, like I fucking it. hate tequila. I was like, what? Yeah. Liquor <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah. I went a strong liquor drink. So in my head, I go Long Island, right? Like that would be where my bed sure. first goes. Was he but 21 was like, or not? No, he was not. He was sober as can be. Not and allowed to have him, it. I said, what liquor would you like? And he's like, I don't know, man. Something with lemonade. I was like, 
Oh, sorry, dude. Like, I didn't mean to eat. Like, like, <laughs> now I'm, you're getting D-Betty And then he, he, this was good, though. He actually, I said, no need to yell at me, sir. I got your drink. And he and he uh, apologized to me, actually, after mm. I gave him the tequila really? and lemonade. <laughs> you probably disarmed him a bit. Like, even a pot, like, he's, he's like, probably, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. He's probably like, usually I'm an asshole to my bartenders, and they don't apologize. I don't <laughs> even know. understand. There's certain know? times where I'm going to have to shout back when there's just unbelievable not necessary yeah. ways of treating a human being the, the most common yeah. i think the most common one at our bar is because we're such volume and we do so many shots so many bombs is the one where somebody orders five bombs and then next thing you know it's eight because they turn around and ask six more friends and uh you know sometimes it's easy just like part a few more or whatever and it, the one the, the one that frustrates me though is it's like hey man you're with a group of 10 and you just ordered four lemon drops and now it's six. Now it's eight. Now it's 10. Like, dude, no one knows how to just count. order, <laughs> order more than you need and hand them out as necessary. Especially if you're already in like built big baller mode and like I'm buying everybody drinks, just order. I've always been a fan of like, I'm not even going to do the count. Like, you know, when somebody looks at you behind the bar and you're like, Hey, I need some shots. <laughs> and you're like, cool. How many? And they turn around and they start counting the people that they know. And you're like, and you're just standing there with your spinning your dick in your hand. Like what the fuck? Large shaker and a pint glass. No, I'm going to make at least 10. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and my point is like, I remember in college, I would get out to these bars and I don't care if I went out with eight people or if I went out with 20 people, I would just order like 20 shots and be like, someone's going to drink these and just start make new friends. dude. Hand them out. You know, I'm at the urinal (laughs) taking a piss. Hey, you want (laughs) to? No, I would never do now, that. I've, I've got a quick question before we move on to the next part of the gauntlet here. So you were talking about the people who treat you like shit and then they don't tip you well. So my question is, would you rather have the nicest guest in the world that makes your life so easy and is super polite and then they stiff you? Or would you rather have a fucking asshole who treats right, you like right. shit but then leaves you like a 30, 40 percent tip? So that's what they'd call the the verbal tip on the nice family. Like, yeah, wow, this was oh, incredible. Yeah. You are so great. I can't wait to come back and you get like four bucks. And what yeah. to, <laughs> To preface that, I have taught a lot of people don't look at the receipts immediately. Don't look at the cash. Don't unless they give you cash and you have to count it. Don't look at the receipt. It'll either ruin or make your day. Yeah. But like, don't every receipt. Don't worry about it because you're gonna make that money. If you have one bad to one good, it's gonna balance itself out. Especially like, like in a place like Das, we're taking so many have, reps. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough fucking question. I. Because assholes suck, but sometimes the biggest asshole will tip you a hundred dollars on a fifty dollar bill because they're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I gave this guy so much shit, and he didn't break." Dog, he I'll just take- kept coming back with a big old smile, like, "Yeah, exactly, here's your yeah. fucking mustard, dog." Like, like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like they're, they're not they're not there just for drinks and, and right. food. They're they're there for a little sadomasochism it, it, as long it, as it you play along. On how much of an asshole they are. I will like, I will like, say like, this: that's its own game because I've had plenty of assholes, and like the fourth or fifth or sixth time they come in, they break, and then they're like, "I like you, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. You have to like yeah. earn that their uh, earn their respect, but like the verb. Well, tip is nice sometimes, but like, come on, dude! Like, you guys just rang up two hundred dollars, and it I is, it didn't is. miss a beat. Yeah, you had full waters, you had full drinks, yeah. you had everything you possibly. Need. I checked on you. That's a tough I did. One. I call it the bite check, which is funny because talking about Rowan last week, he like he says, "What do you want me to do? A bite check? Like, go up and like eat a piece of the person's like meal and be like, this is really good, Venus buddy.'" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that would be pretty like, funny. It's actually. always like 
you you because other restaurants you always go back to the table and check once yeah you got the two bite, minute check bite, like, bite check during check yeah. yeah but i was going to bite check <laughs> like it's but you got to do it but like those people that are like wow everything's amazing and tip you nothing yeah you're like i just don't get it like sometimes i think maybe maybe that is a uh issue with bill pay like those like a lot of times you get the verbal tip from like a big party where there's like a couple people at the table and like you're great you're great you're great you're great and then the guy that pays the bill is just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the ones that that's oh, last pet peeve. People that fight at you. Sorry, people that fight at you for credit cards. This one oh. girl, like what card do you oh, take? This wow. Goes, I'm gonna not We've you never had this a one. bad Yelp review. I said, that's just me, lady. I was like, I you, wait, wait. She you didn't take her credit card, so she said she was gonna she leave said you a she bad. She was going to leave a bad a bad review. Are you serious? Yeah, I have the other day. Are you on, threatening on the me? I said, this is not cool, especially what we're dealing with right now. Like, this is not cool. And I was like, you really just said that out loud? But like when people are like, that guy doesn't fucking tip. Here's the card. I must pay. I'm like, you fight it out. I am your server. I don't I'll be know back in five. Your, your qualms behind the yeah, scenes. I'll be back in five. <laughs> like, Put the card upside like, down. I don't want to see anybody's <laughs> names. Like, I don't care what card pays as long as Jesus. you pay. I know exactly they, what they you're talking about. They get very aggressive at you. They're like, I can't believe you. Didn't well, have, you ever, have you ever had a customer actually touch you? Like somebody else gets yes, their card yes. to you first and they'll like grab you by the arm and be like, give me that. Give John's me that not person. paying today. Yeah. I'm paying today. Yeah, dude. It does get a little intense, man. You're like, but you are you guys, are you guys friends or enemies? Like, <laughs> like what is uh, about to happen at this table when I leave? Card or split. So what's your, yeah, what's your, your rule of thumb, your thumb, uh, the rule of thumb, your, your policy, whenever that would happen to me yeah. when I was uh, serving or bartending, whoever got it to me first, Correct. that's, that's who, what I go with. I would, yeah. So because then I, the, uh, the, usually the latter person is the one that's going to fucking beat the shit out of that person when they leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my dad is actually one of these guys that gets really upset when other people pay the bill for like a, um, like an occasion that he thinks that he's supposed to pay the bill for. So mm -hmm. a good example would be. My little sister graduated from college a few years back and we were all down at coconuts in ocean city. And my dad is, is my dad's six. thinking, Oh my God, this is a graduation celebration dinner. All my sister's friends are there. I'm there. Some of my friends are there. We're having this big celebration. And, uh, two of our friends, dirty Tom and Nick Gann snuck away and paid the bill. The entire bill under my dad's. See, but that's how you do it. You don't leave it up to people yeah. to fight. You just take Snuck care of it. And there's and no pay, option. Yeah. Bill underneath my dad's nose, and I've never seen him angrier at in a restaurant before. He was furious. <laughs> he, said he only likes to frequent the Waffle House, isn't that correct? Dude, he's a <laughs> like I love him. He's a terrible <laughs> restaurant patron, I, but. He got so mad that day. He was like, this is my daughter's graduation. <laughs> you guys can't pay for this. And so he insisted that he had to pay for something. And, and Dirty Tom goes, you should buy us an entire bottle of Rumble Mints. And, so and we drank it. And we drank oh it. God. And then six hours later, I woke stupid. up on the beach. <laughs> yes. but, uh, that's the story for another time. Let's get into question number two, Mike. Tee him up for question number two. All right, question number two, best and worst tips. So these don't have to be monetary. They obviously can be, uh, but every now and then a guest might bring in uh, a gift or something, or maybe even a piece of advice that they leave with you that uh, you know really means a lot to you. Uh, I think 
start with monetary. I was working at 99 C level. It doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. It was where was the, it? What, what building was it? Because so you, you the, mentioned a few times. So I don't remember the name. In the Bethany Beach Ocean Suites Hotel. It's a Marriott umbrella next to Mango. That was it. That was yeah. Really? Okay. I helped open that in 2015. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. And that Didn't was like know, a high-end steakhouse. It was amazing. I had no idea. I it never was a cocktail I never bar, went. 20, 20 cocktail lists. Really? I had a couple at, at when I was like leaving. I had two cocktails on the menu, which was super cool. Nice. You remember uh, the names? I one was the uh, Woodford Punch Teeny. It had okay. a little palm juice. Uh, Woodford up. Palm um, and Woodford sounds yeah, good. It was actually it was like we had a bartending internal competition. Palm was hot at the time. That palm. That palm. Yeah. We were there, we were putting palm in fucking everything. And then I did it. We did for a, a while um, there. Oh, what was that? Rock not Rockford. What was that? Cheap vodka, not cheap vodka. Yeah, Rock Town. Rock Town. Rock Town vodka. Rock Town vodka. Yeah. I had I called it the Mandarin Peach Tea. And okay. It was in a tall, nice. slender uh, pilsner glass, like a like a flavored ice pick. Yeah, so I literally yeah. like yeah, I fresh squeezed orange. We did our own simples, iced tea, and a splash of cranberry with a fresh orange in it. Nice. And it's nice. a summertime drink. That thing flew. All right, I derailed you a little bit there. I was just, you, no, you mentioned so 99. At that restaurant was one of my favorites. That's, this is when I quit the corporate world again. Went back to, I moved to the beach on a whim. My aunt lived down there full time in South Bethany. The woman who was the director of operations at 99 was owned her own hair salon. And my aunt got her haircut there and was like, hey, there's a new restaurant opening, part of the Starbird Bethany Blues Mangoes group, which is super cool. And uh, I was like, I went and interviewed, got hired on the spot, quit my job, moved down there randomly. And uh, so a few months in, a few months in, I was serving, start, bartended eventually which was awesome like to get back into the bartending swing. This couple comes in off season and it's a hotel within the bars within a hotel. We got the uh, Casa uh, Clase Azul, but we got the double Anejo bottle, right? And it was okay. a $400 bottle at cost. It was like that awesome clear black, like you can see through like that black like tint. Yeah. It was $78 a pour. Right. And this, oh, this couple, because it was a $400 bottle at cost. Right. So it's a daytime on a Saturday. I opened this couple comes to like get away, stays at the hotel, comes down. Like we want a margarita with that. And in my head, I was like, holy shit, I'm about to ruin the best goddamn tequila I've ever seen in my life with the margarita. <laughs> but we made our own symbols, our own sour on anything. But I, I said to them, I said, just so you know, this is like $80. It's like board. sipping. Tequila. And they were like, it doesn't yeah. matter. And I said, okay, cool. So I made them two margaritas. So okay. now they're, you know, Marty. They're like, this is the best margarita in the world. There you go. I'll have another round. I said, okay, awesome. So now. So hold on, hold on. Just to be clear. Are we doing two margaritas per round? Yeah. So, so we're looking at like an, so that's almost $400 bill. So we're point. looking at like basically eight with, I assume there's some margarita upcharge because it's not just like a standard pour. So I think I just did the standard bucks? pour because okay, I so did like Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair <laughs> yeah. at that point. Do not charge them for the fucking lime juice. You guys, you got, listen, you guys are nicer than I am. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm they, fucking they were, tacking an so extra cool. 10 they, on that top of that bitch. so fucking cool. Right? Okay. And so, like, so they again, end up coming back year each, after year in the winter to see me because of this. Because they, of this They experience. sent me 100%. So the bill was like $400. But each round, <laughs> each round is $160. $160. Wow. Margarita. <laughs> Wait, wow. What, what percentage did you, did you say they tipped 100%. you? 100%. So they matched the bill. Holy so shit. So I made $400, $400, $400 on one couple. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Oh, what did they get food or anything no, they, else? They, they just have... they, it was midday happy hour. 
Good for Chilled. Them. What kind of life do you have to live I, to where you're like, let's go spend eight hundred dollars on a remember their names? I would shout them to the world right now because they still that that resonates to me so hardcore. Yeah, like, those two don't bartend. No, they, they, they like just they, they they're like professional bank robbers. Or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a break. Bonnie and Clyde that? hanging out of the bar drinking fucking seventy eight dollar martini. Uh, <laughs> like, like they were so happy. Like they, I remember they came wow. down for like for for breakfast or brunch the next day. And like, did they look like they, they just were, like Joe Schmo? I'm wearing a fucking Kid Rock gonna, t-shirt. They were wearing like a Hard Rock Cafe Hawaii. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me. Like, <laughs> did they look like two people who just wake up every morning and yeah. have sex before they brush their teeth? Probably. Yeah, okay. All right, that sounds that I would sense. think so. I they, mean, yeah, they start every day in a really good mood, I would imagine. I hope so. I mean, they were smiling when they walked out of that hotel elevator. Good for them, man. You. Good for them. Seven, eight dollar margarita. You better be smiling. I would hate to be frowning after that, that's for sure. And now, like, God damn it, I just spent $400. Like, four margaritas. Holy shit. We're going to go to the worst tip now. Okay. And we're going to go back to the Damon's days. So oh, open kitchen, right? Perry fucking hall. We baby. close the kitchen at midnight on set on like whatever given day, 1155, which is like the classic movie waiting. You know, you're like, come on, motherfuckers. Come on, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They come in this group, crazy, crazy group, two tables. Everything's off. Fryer's off. Flat tops off. Like just we are like gearing to walk out the door and I'm serving mm-hmm. at this point. And they order everything you could possibly imagine. Mozzarella steaks, chicken tenders, fr- literally a half chicken. They order like a st- menu tour. The steamboat, <laughs> the steamboat, which was like the classic, awesome cutout. Sub Hello, we are not pork. from America. Like, I have one of every appetizer. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. I mean, they they did everything and like no alcohol though. It was like I'll have a sprite. I'm like and water and we're all sitting there like this is terrible. They paid. With change and cash, the bill was like never eighty five dollars. I think they gave us about twenty five in quarters. No, Come and my, my my cook at the time were they were they at least rolled up? <laughs> no, like, no, you know? <laughs> no. That's the worst. I, and literally, me and my one friend were working, and we we're like, this is just fucking terrible. And the the kitchen's open, so our cook is screaming. Fuck these pieces of shit. I fucking hate these pieces of shit. And I'm like, please shut the fuck up. I was like yeah. turning the music up louder. Just this, like- is also, <laughs> this is also really changing the meaning of deep pockets because Dude, usually yeah. you hear that you're like, ah, oh, money bags. No, my pockets are deep because it was like that's big, what I was going to ask. Like I mean, solid, did they have like a wall? It was like a solid $10. In no, no, no. It, was, it was, like, was like, did they have like a Walmart sack yeah, that they brought no, no, no. in I with them? No, like just jingling. Like I have a more like Scrooge McDuck with like a canvas bag that just has a money symbol on it. And it's just filled with quarters. So we get, we, everything comes out fine. They, we're so angry. I think the reason we they did this to us was because my cook was going absolutely ballistic. Ah, uh, it's a retaliation. They, they, could, they could hear it. Oh right? God, they could he hear got it. suspended for like a week after that. For that? He, <laughs> for that? I won't go into the dirty I'd details. But we all can assume there was a lot of foul language going on. Yeah, I'd and, promote him personally. And we get back to the table and they leave and we go, holy shit. There's so much change. Yeah. And it ended up Did being, they pay the whole they, bill? No, they paid the whole bill. Our tip was forty-five cents. Oh my god! Not even see that that was that wasn't even on purpose. They miscounted, is what happened. It's forty-five cents, but I swear to God, me and my friend Des were this. 
organizing coins. The whole fucking Jesus like quarters, Christ. nickels, dimes, pennies Jesus all day. <laughs> Dude, that I think still to this day. I'd rather get stiffed or have a walkout and have to pay for it myself oh, than yeah. ever have to count well over ten dollars worth of fucking well, change. You know, one of the theme, <laughs> one of the themes on the show that's clearly emerged over the years that Mike and I have done this is that a bartender or server would much rather you give them zero than you give them exactly. the fucking one dollar and forty five cents on a on a hundred. Because you're just like this 51. is deliberately hurtful. Why? Yeah. Why well, the kid, yeah, because if so they mean? if they don't tip you, you can make up the story in your mind that maybe they don't know or. <laughs> You know, maybe they're like Mr. Pink and they just don't believe in tipping or something. <laughs> right. But when they leave you that shitty of a tip, it, you know it's intentional. It's like they acknowledge yeah, the fact. It's like, oh, we're supposed it. to tip this guy, so the, here's 45 cents, asshole. I go to the Pepper Mill in Towson with my grandfather uh, on my mom's side, William J., who I shout okay. out earlier. Knowing his his lifetime, he tipped 10%. But I would always yeah. have yeah. I would have cash in my pocket. Nice catch. Thanks. I had cash in my pocket i'd put him in the car and be like oh i forgot something real quick go run back to the server yeah. and be like here's twenty dollars like sorry i can't <laughs> tell you how many restaurants i've walked out of with my father where i go i have to pee and i go back in to give the server more money it's just been a it, it's it's part of the experience you know it is and um, you know like i said earlier go with the bad baby right like yeah. it that molded me though like it molded me to am today like having to count 10 15 worth of fucking change and just like shaking it off and ripping a shot of GM and going on. My well, and I think you have a really good <laughs> attitude too about um, you just don't look at the bill, especially in our business. Now we're so volume based. You can't live and die by one bad experience. So um, a lot, of, a lot of our bar, a lot of the, especially the more seasoned bartenders have had that same kind of mantra of they just don't check. They don't look at it from, you know, from moment to moment. Cause like you said, you're going to make the money back. And if you let those little negative interactions, you know, the fuel day, you, ruins the vibe. it does. And then, and then it also ruins your service for everybody else. And it can just make things even worse. And then honest to God, a lot of times bad. you're going to make less because you're not in that. Oh yeah. You're not in the good headspace, right. When you serve somebody else that you could potentially have a really great connection with but because you've made the, the choice so to <laughs> yeah to allow your anger to take over or your resentment to take over you're not in the right headspace so that's a really good point um okay question number three this is going to be worst drink orders now let mike explain how we've expanded this category generally speaking when we're talking about worst drink orders what we're talking about is like a drink that a customer has ordered from you that you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> or maybe a drink that you don't enjoy making because it's a hassle it's a pain but worst drink orders yeah, can it, be more than that yeah it can also be especially with like how particular you like your manhattans like the worst yeah, drink that another bartender has ever made for you heard uh i think we talked about this at bread and circus the other night i fucking loathe oh yeah making mojitos you are so you i know. <laughs> i think mojitos are trash oh I, my god come on i you just you you probably just make a really bad no, mojito i, I think is the problem I, now i can say this I brian brian mojito. is a very strong crap bartender and i know because he's worked at the beach he can make a decent one i've never like, i've never drank a brian colada mojito but i i'm already i already know i make a fire mojito yeah <laughs> i just don't get it man there's so there's really working at merit close pool bar and we decided to bring in fresh mint yeah. and this is a 500 seed bar which is really like fourteen thousand people at once 
And I had 17, my worst drink order ever was 17 mojitos. And we didn't make a simple syrup ahead of time. So we did the fucking mint, the lime, the simple syrup, the muddle, 17 at once, which put me back 14 fucking drink orders because we had so many fucking people coming up at the same time. Like it was, I was like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You're so cool. I'm it, out. Like, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't one table ordering 17 mojitos. It was like, everyone heard mojito. Well, and like, that's the mojito, the mojito it's effect. The blender yeah. effect. It's like news team assemble. Yeah. It's like yeah. you hear, yeah. like, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. I don't like, know, man. I, I really mojitos think are delicious. I don't think they're a trash though. drink, but I fucking hate people that order them. It's, no, you just have a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> With them, so I get it's it. Split yeah. because it was insane. As we've done this show, bartenders either love to make them or hate to make them. To, for me, I'm like, oh, that's the simplest drink ever. I'm gonna line up 17 glasses. I'm gonna put two limes in every but glass. Do you I'm slap put, that mint. You muddle that lime. You do all that, or do you just let it float? Oh, I'm just no, you no. I'm, I'm setting them all out, shit. and I'm going. Muddle, you gotta, yeah, you gotta muddle. do it right if you're gonna. No, make I'm it. gonna go muddle, 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 muddle. I can just, muddle, I can just see Brian, Brian at the bar on a busy night, and not saying it's some some. Some sorority girl comes up and she's like, "Yeah, I'd like a mojito." He's like, shh, 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 "Keep your fucking voice down. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll make it for you, but just keep the shit under wraps." All right, here's all right? a new rule. Here's a new rule, guys. Here's a new rule. I'm getting a fresh bag of mint for Doss tomorrow. If you're ordering a mojito at a bar, okay, ask the server for a piece of paper, write the order down, fold and, it up, and, and discreetly and slide, slide it, it across slide the bar. It, yes. Okay, and then when the bartender looks up at you, just go shh. Well, when I started at Portside, I man, I came into Portside not knowing anyone and managed from, I left 99 and they, they owned Portside, Starboard owned Portside. Yeah. So they sent me to 99 when I told them I want to move back to Baltimore because that's in Bethany. So I moved back. Matt Thomas, love this guy to death. I'll never forget this. He goes, I'm a terrible bartender, but I'm a great personality. I said, okay, cool. Nice to meet you, buddy. And I watched it in action. The first Friday night I managed these two girls come up they're like, well, two mojitos. And he honestly had no idea what the fuck was in a mojito. And he goes, puts two Bud Lights in front of them, goes, here's your mojitos. And doesn't even say anything, just walks the fuck away to let oh them at their God. own. Like, like, <laughs> and I, have you ever, have you ever seen the angry, or what is it? The bartender hates you on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Where he's, he's making a mojito and somebody's like, oh, that looks good. What is that? He's like, it's a Heineken. He's like, oh, I'll take one of those. <laughs> he gives him a, That's gives him a Heineken. That, yeah. Lie, 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 and lie some more. Um, but my other thing is people that order shots, like like the uh, worst drink order that don't know what the fuck they are. Well, yeah, like I, and that applies for all drinks. Everything but I, like play this out. What do you what are you saying specifically? Because I feel like this is some DOS PTSD. It's a very DOS thing. Yeah. So I'm like, do you know what's in that? Like, I'll Google it because now we have Google. It's super easy. Like, I'll do it immediately. So you're talking about like drinks. obscure name shots. You're correct. Yeah. And they think I like need to know, but like I go, do you know what that is? They're like, no. Salted pretzel. I had it, I had it in Florida. Sick. Somebody asked me for a, uh, a somebody asked me for a Russian ballerina the other day, which I thought was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Russian ballerina is uh, vodka, triple sec, lemon juice, and splash of cranberry, so it turns pink. It's basically just like a kamikaze with a splash of cranberry juice. It's. I mean, it's almost like a Cosmo, almost. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess it basically is a, a actually, it basically yeah. is a Cosmo. Now that you say that out loud, well, I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Yeah. But I mean, a Kamikaze <laughs> in the sense that it was like it's like sugar, lime, and vodka. It's like lemon, lime, and vodka. You know, like mm. lemon, sugar, and vodka. But there's so. like like 
there are millions so races. many fucking things yeah like, for sure I've, but somebody called it that i was like oh you couldn't fucking just like uh, work working at nine should we should we answer this right now uh, we, we have a live caller <laughs> all right we don't <laughs> usually have callers on the show hey val how you doing buddy don't wake up uh, it's bleeding. Hold it up to the microphone if you're going to yeah, do this. Uh, my head's bleeding, but uh, you're, you're currently on the podcast with Brian Collada. You want to say hi? What up, you bloody wanker? Hey, how was your date with Bob <laughs> Sex, mate? Oh, fuck me. Oh, you ate the lobster mac and cheese and the all grotten potatoes. We did have the lobster mac and cheese. It was good. It was delicious. Was it blimey? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> date with your dad mate. <laughs> yeah yeah except for it was a... <laughs> yeah yeah well listen i'm gonna have to call hey mate Aww. mate i'll call you oh you're so sweet now it's my freedom day today last payment to baltimore jr we're gonna go out tonight i can't you, you inspire me to speak australian <laughs> 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 Me, Dundee. Okay. <laughs> On that note, we're going to say goodbye. I'll call you later, all right? All right, bye. Yeah, so any any newer listeners to the show, Val has also been on the show nice. before. So just tell tell him I said oi, oi, oi. Yeah, he's, by the way, guys, he's from Delaware, in case anybody's wondering. But uh, I think worst drink order, longest drink order I've ever had, the last comment I'll make, is 99 sea level. We were known for martinis and drinks. Okay. 20, no, 20 plus right? yeah. cocktail list. Like of all, we did all our symbols. We had every ingredient, like edible flowers, you name it, every kind of herb. And I had a 20 top, and each person got a different cocktail. Oh! Mm. And I was like, immediately we did one and i do yeah but we were so we were one bar hotel lobby behind us 30 seat bar four bar top tables probably another 100 inside and then we had outdoor seating another 100 yeah. and it's a big venue on the boardwalk what is it now it's they just sold the marriott sold like john Berman's right. family sold to another hotel now they're going to be a brand new italian restaurant they're redoing it now because yep. i there they're was opening something... they're opening uh memorial day weekend which is, there had to be something after to 99 but, though uh no it was 99 and then it's been it's, nothing since hmm. maybe i maybe they I just remember sold, they were active until no, no. just recently i but, definitely never went there when it was a steakhouse i know the building because i know matt obviously no mangoes mangoes is mangoes is an institution Dick, dickie heidenberry is the man yeah That's why I wear that might be somebody and we're going to ask you for that name later that might be somebody that needs to come on the show if you can make the connection but um we'll talk more about that let's keep it moving question number four fights arrests no whoa what? slow your roll dude what is what wrong i meant with was you? how many manhattans have you had uh, not enough i've only <laughs> yeah had... actually this is perfect question number four mistakes and fuck-ups <laughs> like getting the gauntlet wrong like getting the gauntlet that you wrote <laughs> incorrect i think my so my ultimate well, you, you continue no no Sorry, go ahead. these can be yours or your co-workers yeah. that's all mike was gonna yeah say. yeah my ultimate fuck-up was because I have terrible hearing because I just I'm not deaf but I like I no guess you I just are listen to no you're deaf <laughs> so am I I listen to the like my brother's Toyota Paseo with a subwoofer size twelve and yeah. the hatchback in my head just rumbled the yeah. whole entire life uh, <laughs> I just listened to music loud and bartending for years well DJs. that's what it is yeah. what we were talking about at the meeting that the DJ is just too fucking loud Dog, I had to, so we had a team we had a come to Jesus meeting the other day that was all about how our team had fucked up and like we kind of lost our focus 
And at the end of the meeting, the owner of our of DOS goes, does anybody have anything else to say? And I put my hand up. I'm like, listen, I know I sound like an old bitch right now. The music is too loud. <laughs> it's just too it, loud. I guess like, you want a high noon? I, I ordered fries. There, there have been some nights on a Friday or Saturday night where I don't even take orders. I hand people a pad of paper and I say, write down what your name or your order is. Because I just well, cannot hear I them. I haven't been to DOS in, in a while, but the majority of times that I went there, I, I did not enjoy the music. They were play. It was like it was like um, Eastern European, like underground house music or no, something. Was it? it was always it's always like I swear to God, like man! Every time I and shit like rat. It's always like rat doge. Okay, then I still don't like it. But. I know you don't like it, but it's not Eastern European house. Now music. the one the one saving grace of DOS, <laughs> the saving grace is if you ask uh, one of the servers or bartenders to put a song on yes. for you, they will. Yes. So that's that's a nice that's touch. A little yeah. shot of the Spotify right there. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. but anyway, my biggest fuck up, but also redeeming moment was at Portside Tavern. I had a 40th birthday upstairs, private party. I bartended it with a regular base, our regular level night. This two milfies, and I love milfies, come up to uh, the bar and they're like, I'll have two Pinot Noirs. And I'm, I heard, or sorry, I, they ordered two Tito's and soda. I heard Pinot Noir. Don't know why, don't know how. I poured two fatty fucking wine glasses. Yeah, yeah, Pinot you, Noir. yeah. And I handed it to him and said, here you go, ladies. They're like, what the fuck is this? I was like, <laughs> my bad. What did you order? They go, Tito's and soda. I was like, oh. So I face fucked both glasses of wine. <laughs> Jay, right in front of them? Right in front of them. Chugged both of them right in front of them and hand them two Tito's and soda and said, on me <laughs> and they were like oh they God. were my new favorite regulars for years <laughs> wow so a, like, a, a fuck up that turns into that a just... uh, it turns into a real relationship building <laughs> yeah. opportunity. they were mesmerized. yeah and they're wondering like did he did he mess that drink order up on purpose <laughs> just so he could slam a half yeah, a bottle of wine yeah, this right guy's there. really of fucking red wine yeah this guy's really night, into pinot noir <laughs> what's this guy paul giamatti from fucking <laughs> sideways right now is he gonna go on the trip about how merlot is a shitty grape they like so baffled what's this guy's fucking deal <laughs> you know that's a good one that's a good one. <laughs> jesus christ um i the the also the funny thing about that is i you know every bar is different about uh dropping drinks and comping drinks and stuff like that but the interesting thing there is the titos and sodas that were on you you also probably also needed to ring the two wines that were I also did. on you too uh, it was on the comp that's a fat comp <laughs> right there just for one one party one round but uh but had my, to be done other like real fuck up was at damon's we had the aloha system do you remember aloha like it was part yeah, of, the, of course. Like, the pos systems it was a pos uh um like branch off like they had some they're like this is our new rollout aloha <laughs> and, and it, it was, was just it a was shitty cool but uh, there was one it was easy to learn but yes, there was you easier, were able to, easy let's say easier than PLS. so now we have toast which toast is the the, the best ever. jam ever the best uh, ever but you instead of being able to write as app when you would write apps and you could put the whole entire entree order in and hold it and it would blink and they would like you could like wouldn't send until you unheld the entree yeah so put the appetizers in got them their drinks and i have a full section 45 minutes go oh, by and they're like where is, is my entree i said huh. well let me go check on that real quick for you. And you realize you and forgot to unhold, unhold them. <laughs> oh, all the worst. God. I, I hated pay, the whole thing. I had button. to pay $150 out of pocket. Well, that's why. As we're, had, as we're, wait, why you had to pay $150 out of what? Because you had to it was comp my, their meal. Yeah, and the, 
back then like a comp really didn't exist like in like at at that stage of damon's it was like um we might be able to comp like the manager only not a bartender comp and i was like fuck me sideways well also your <laughs> ribs did you, are did you even go did you even go to ask or did you just oh, did you just eat that out of pocket i went to ask take i went to ask yeah. yeah and I also, luckily, I've, I've always prided myself on being friends with like the kitchen, the host, the sure. because that, that's what you should do. The dishwasher, being the diplomat, you should just you got, make sure you, you know everyone's yeah. name. The bouncer, which I constantly tell people, know where bouncer's name because if you're in a fucking trouble situation, yell the fucking bouncer's name out. Blah 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 blah. But I <laughs> went up to the cooks and said, "Guys, I will buy you a round of beers at Desantis after work if you get this food out of six minutes." <laughs> I was like, "You know, you have ribs on the on the grill. You know, you have this going on." Please, motherfucker! So you didn't, <laughs> like, get this. Yeah, thing. you didn't just pay 145 out of pocket. It was 145. <laughs> wow, plus and tab that you rang up after that. Also, here's the thing. Well, I, here's the oh, thing. I wanted to ask though, really quick. My question is, what lie did you tell the table as to why their food hadn't come no, out I yet? I said, I'm really sorry. I completely forgot to put your food in. <laughs> like, oh wow, you you okay? <laughs> you yeah, don't know him. I you don't know respectable. him. He has respectable. this. He has this like. Uh, he has this like uh, uh, altar boy fucking uh, c- like clean streak to him where he like can't. Well, I play the kitchen for certain things. Yeah, but this was a mm, really yeah. major. They see the fucking kitchen for Christ's yeah. sake. They know food is yeah. flying out. There was no lying out of this scenario. Well, like, you know, and, yeah. and the thing is, you you know, Mike just talked about how yeah, the round that you had to buy for the kitchen was its own uh, cost. But what <laughs> what you've really lost here is the human capital for the next favor that you have to ask for, right? Because oh, yeah. the next favor is not going to come as easy nope, nope. as that one did. <laughs> but um, you know, this is this is the thing, right? Like we we've brought up on the show many times how superior toast is as an ordering and just restaurant operation system to everything else from our early restaurant career, you know, and I, I can't even imagine what it was like all handwritten back in like seventies and eighties, you know, pre computer systems, but the, the slider, not the slider right. credit card. Thing. At least yeah. then there was ownership where like, you're going to have to talk to somebody. There's going to have to be communication. And I assume that there were environments where that communication was shit. And some of that were good. The thing about the computer system method is that, uh, unlike most areas of technology where like the tech almost out like outpaces the industry, it was the opposite with restaurants. The tech felt like it was 20 years behind every restaurant you're in. You're like, am I still using micros POS right oh, now? God, what the, the fuck? Worst. And then toast comes off the top rope and it's just like, Oh, down, you can somebody, de- credit cards. somebody decided to make an <laughs> Apple iOS operating system. That's going to work for restaurants. This incredible. is fucking incredible. Who thought of this? Uh, oh, that's right. Every server and bartender ever. It's just somebody actually had the gumption to make it. When Brian's talking about hold buttons, what maybe some of you servers and bartenders who are younger don't understand or people who've never been in the business, what he means is you used to be able to ring in 100% of the order, but select different items on assignment, meaning this item is an app, this item is a... Uh, is an entree. And then what you could do is called a fire line. Like you'd be able to fire them at specific times. This gave you a great ability to ring in like multiple split check orders or like a very, very large order all at once. And then you could fire it when you wanted the different things. The slippery slope that you would get into though, is if you were not paying attention or if you were distracted or if you fucking worked at a restaurant and shit just comes up randomly out of nowhere, you would forget about the entrees that you put in for that table because (laughs) your brain would be, 
saying to you, Steven, you already put in the entrees, but then the other part of your brain that's supposed to say, but you didn't fire him, you piece of shit, would not be saying that to you. And so then you would just like not fire entrees and then they'd be like waiting 20 minutes after appetizers for those. So the great thing about toast- that's when people get really angry. Yes, the great thing about toast (laughs) that has made it so much easier is now there's what's called a stay button. And the stay button allows you to ring things in succession, but not fire everything until it's immediate, but- the order stays on the screen until somebody does something with it. So a lot of times at DOS, especially if if you're maybe one of our regulars or our, our customers there and you're a listener of the show, which I know we have a few, shout out Tess um, and Justine. If you ever see us going, reading off of a computer what the order is and, and then yelling at the rest of our bartenders, who put this in? Do you want me to fire this? Is this ready to go? That's because we have a stay situation. I now feel pretty stupid because I honestly did not know that, that if you hit stay, your oh, order. So what you've screen. rung up at that point will go to the kitchen but and be will, fired. But it, if you hit stay, it won't actually send to the kitchen. No, it will. Okay. It'll send what you've ordered. So what I'll do is here's a great example. Let's say we have like an eight top, right? Yeah. We're going to get two giant pretzels. Those are going to be appetizers. And then they give me their whole order at the same time. At least I'm encouraging them to when oh, we're visiting, sure. right? I'll put in the two pretzels, hit stay. I'll turn around, make a couple drinks. I'll leave that ticket up and I'll turn right back around. Oh, okay, so it's not a hold button. Okay, so in my head when you said that, it was like- It's it a, a stay hold. because no. it keeps you on that ticket. Correct. And, and Correct. if you have a big- other order and yes. you know and you know how quick we can get a pretzel out yes. right so like i'll stay the pretzels and then put in the full yes, yes, dinner yes, order yes, and the okay. pretzels will come right out and i put in all the order right back to back but it splits the two yes. appetizer and entree parts which is its own anyway let's stop sucking toast dick it's kind of <laughs> like mike said until you start sponsoring the show you get no more fucking produ- <laughs> no more fucking promotion from us all right final question of the first half of the gauntlet and then i need a piss and another manhattan um health code violations okay now, these can be yours. These can be your coworkers. These can be a bar you worked at or something you've seen out in the wild. But very important rule for this category, Mike, tell them. Protect the innocent and the guilty. Oh, yes. That's I'm not saying any names. Yeah. We'll just say the grossest thing I've ever seen was when oh, I started a new job. And I looked around. I was like, we need to have a fucking bar clean, right? Like, it's been a minute from a bar clean. Like, the dust on the bottles. That was, like, the innocent the cooler was probably the most fucking disgusting thing I've ever seen in my whole entire fucking life. Shot back. I threw up the smell coming out. I really? threw up because there was rags that, to, to hold the moisture. They put yeah. like bar rags in the bottom. Those bar rags were green. I don't know what green came from, but it was gross. Mold. Yes. Agree. Bacteria. Agree. <laughs> Violence. But just saying, it was, I pulled everything out. I sanitized every single bottle, every single piece of liquor, everything in the world. Jesus. I unplugged the unit, shop backed it, power washed it, <laughs> and then made it beautiful. But when I tell you that the the bottom of that thing, there probably was things there for 10 years. Jesus. I don't know what it was. Couldn't tell you. It, Mold was the innocent. You're like a bartender archaeologist you <laughs> yeah, know, going yeah. through layers of history. It's like yeah. Tom Green and Freddie Huffington. I found a treasure. Stop on a rope. You know? It's like, like, oh, here's here's that yeah, here's that bus boy that disappeared, yeah. you know, yeah. 30 years I, I ago. I thought he got fired. Yeah. In here. I thought he got yeah. fired. <laughs> no, was, he's just been rotting at the bottom like, of the cooler. I have a terrible gag for those for smells. Like yeah. Dog poop, throw up, all kinds. Like it's just I'm like, Ugh. 
I literally actually threw up <laughs> when I put my head in there to get things out. You know, and it's fun, I looked though. at my staff and I said, this will never, ever happen we, again. Yeah, we got to keep like, it a little cleaner than this. I'll fucking murder you all if you ever yeah. let this get yeah. to this point. What's so how, how, how long has it been since you did that at that location, oh, that wherever just, it is? Six years ago, five years ago. How 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 much would you like to go back and walk through that cooler right now and see what the conditions? I can only imagine. Are. I know what do you think? It's transferred names from a million. Uh, that imagine. cooler's yeah. fucked again, dude. Like, it's fucked. Yeah, probably. It's it's probably so fucking yeah. foul. I um I gotta say I uh I am so <laughs> happy. This is this is a separate comment from health code violations, but it's very appropriate. Das Beer Hall, which. As far as like local, regular, divey-ish bars go, it's pretty goddamn clean. We are clean. Like, we do a good job. We have a lot of vets that understand like how to break down a bar. However, we had this one cooler that's been there since the, I mean, it's, honest to God, that had been a barn cooler from years ago before it was even DOS. This is the one we just broke. Yes. This cooler, <laughs> this cooler has been on its last leg for the better part of a year. The doors, it's a top load, so the doors slide open from the top. The doors have not worked in months. We have just, at the other day, I'm bartending. I ripped the door off and threw it down the bar because we I was like, I can't open this fucking door. <laughs> and so finally, uh, we get a new cooler this week, and everybody's throwing me like, dude, this thing's great. It's brand new. It's shiny. You know, like just like a little Advantco classic bar top load cooler basically look just like the one that we had but brand new keeping everything icy cold it's even got more space it's like glorious. deeper yeah. it's like deeper it's glorious so we can like fit more shit in there so we're stocking less we're all excited except for one fucking thing <laughs> it has these bottle opener like oh, stations God. on each side I can show you a bruise on my knee and you every bartender <laughs> in the entire bar because it's a new cooler and we don't know how to dance around it yet we're running into the everybody's kneecaps are just being savage they're black and blue oh my god the <laughs> entire staff it's like the one thing that we're all like copacetic on we're like somebody get a fucking sc <laughs> screwdriver and take these goddamn bottles. Grinder, yeah <laughs> oh my god we are ready to like with a baseball bat beat these fucking things off because we love this new cooler but it's slowly like killing everybody's kneecaps luckily though i've worked in so many restaurants that have been clean so yeah i've actually mm. we've never really had a bad health code violation in the sense i've had a very but, opposite experience like, <laughs> I, it's i guess it's a lot of places i've worked were new newer yeah uh, that makes sense you like, know in the sense uh but yeah the i think the worst review or, or health code thing we got was and i the smell to this day still gets me is emptying a grease trap uh, the yeah. grease trap is so fucking gross and they find us or not find us but like, like gave us a warning if you don't get this cleaned up yeah. oh my god i'm just happy none <laughs> of your health code violations are from oakcrest because yeah, i no. don't want to hear about the 89 year olds and they were like well, eating gross, somebody's ball hair or something but like that but the you know in in canton bars you uh have the oil drums yeah you know, so emptying so in square footage, square miles of Canton, the the rats, the mice, they just have dumpsters upon dumpsters to attack and oil drums. One bit through the steel oil drum. Jesus Christ. And a little oil leaked out. And I got a brand new drum the next day. I put kitty litter down. I scrubbed the the, the street. I like I scrubbed the street from oil. It was still slick. The neighbor like called the health department on us and said that we have a oh, disgusting a fucking bar this that i can't get out i said i went up to her door i said i did everything possible yeah without like 
let, and it was the outside in an enclosure, man, that we had no like control over because the fucking mouse or rat, whatever, bit the bottom of the fucking oil drum. But I fixed it immediately. And the mount, the review, well, can't neighbors. It's not even a patron. It's also not even a patron. It's a fucking neighbor that's just like, they went on Kent Neighbors like, don't eat here. This place is absolutely fucking disgusting. What an asshole. Fuck this place. I'm like, I hate you. Listen, <laughs> mankind has been trying to outpace the rats for our mm. entire existence, and we're never going to win. Okay, so. Yeah, and for anybody who's hearing that the rat bit through steel and you're doubting <laughs> yeah. Brian's story, these fuckers, they can chew They're through incredible. fucking concrete. It's, it, like, it's, it's it, it, they truly are marbles. Yeah. They're as yeah. big as cats. Dude, they're monsters. They're, they're monsters. In, because there's dumpsters everywhere and they got, trash and it's insane. I think the the military is gonna like reverse engineer their pelts to like <laughs> for armor piercing vehicles and shit. Will win the world. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. On that note, what a wonderful first half of the gauntlet. Let's take a little break, guys. Let's get a refreshment and a little piss and a little dart, and we'll be right back with the second half. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest-working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. Okay, welcome back. What a halftime it was. Um, it started to get a little emotional, so... I felt like let's get back into the gauntlet rather than unpack our demons. Um, we'll maybe talk about that later on some bonus episodes, but uh, um, or not, you know, fuck it. Um, Mike did just remind me it's the first. So while I while we get into the gauntlet, uh, well, I mean, when they're hearing this is not the first, but I'm saying I probably should have already posted the industry night happy hour by now, but I didn't. But I'm going to right when we're done the show here. Um, before we get into the second half of the gauntlet. An important question for you, Mr. Brian Collada. Rancher blue cheese, sir. Rancher blue cheese. Blue cheese with wings, ranch every day, all day, okay. all the time. Okay. It's acceptable. Yeah, it is acceptable. Ranch is and the single greatest condiment on this planet, and there's so many different derivatives. Not acceptable. Okay, let's slow down. I have uh, <laughs> eight different versions of ranch in my, my fridge at all times. No, you don't. Spicy, Parmesan, garlic. Uh, we got regular. We got I'll give you regular buttermilk. We buttermilk, have creamy. We okay. have ranch dip. Okay, I do actually and... know that that is different. <laughs> only because I of... thought the only difference between ranch and ranch dip was whether or not it was in a bowl. It's how thick it is. No, it's, it's the, the thickness. thickness. <laughs> the lady it's taught the me thick. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then is there an eighth? Uh, I'm only going to count seven. Uh, I guess right spicy now. is a lot of different ones. I have chipotle ranch. I have sriracha ranch. Jesus yeah, Christ, bacon ranch. Jesus yeah. Christ, I didn't even know that this was an option. I love ranch. Um, I'm a ranch kind of soul. Look, and again, we don't vilify ranch. I, 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 that's, an that's an oxymoron, <laughs> yeah. Brian, okay? Yeah. No French word should ever oh, be attached to uh, the we, word we. ranch. I do, <laughs> I, do appreciate, I do appreciate that you're eclectic enough to say that you enjoy both, which I think is the important thing. Wings, that, blue cheese, always. 
things. Yeah, that you don't judge a blue cheese eater or just blue cheese in general. We gotta we have I to weed out the ranch like only. The raw form of blue cheese, like cheese, actual blue cheese. I've tried it, gorgonzola. It just tastes like shit to yeah. me. Well, I, and you're well, and you've got a very um, sensitive uh, palate for smell and everything else as well. And the scent, gorgonzola's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I also eat like crazy, like. I'll eat escargot. I'll do oysters. I'll do With all your that. Chipotle but it's something ranch. about like that blue yeah. ass cheese. Yeah, you know? it's like <laughs> Monsieur, these this escargot does not have enough bacon ranch on the side. It's all about the butter garlic sauce, sir. Okay. Can I get some of the ranch dip? I feel like this would go really well with a thicker ranch. You know. Uh, okay. Thick. Question number six: Ratchet and crazy customers. Now we have expanded this category. Obviously, bad behavior ridiculous behavior, something that we know a lot of bartender servers that we see in this business. But this can also be, Michael. Yeah, memorable customers. So um, just like the ones with the margaritas, yes. you know, sometimes you have some customers that come in that leave a really good Im impression or, or, or very impactful. So you, you can shout them out here as well. So we're going to go to my time at the Merit Club's rooftop pool bar is where I'm going to start this. And that we should say it all to you. It's a... Gym that's eight stories tall. They put a rooftop pool on in the middle of downtown on Boston Street. Has the best view of the city. Right next to the Natty Bow Tower, you see Dundalk a far away. You see Fed Hill across the. Is it pretty unbelievable? It's, it's unbelievable. real estate. I went from corner bar managing to the GM of one of the biggest things I've ever ran in my life, and people treat it like Vegas. And I loved, I loved working there. It, it was huge for my career in this business to learn how to do. I managed all four locations, did ordering, did all the above. But the Saturday, actually, to be honest, Monday through Sunday party scene on the roof. I called it the Tito's and Roy effect. It was, a, it was insane. You go pump iron, you, you slug a, a handle of Tito's, go back to pumping iron and go home and spend $300 tomorrow. But some of the craziest shit I've ever seen was at that bar because I thought I've seen it all. We've been in the business for a long time. I had not seen it all. The one of the most ratchet fucking customers I've ever dealt with. There was a hot tub and the hot tub has some crazy shit going on. I had to tap this girl on her shoulder while she was skiing two dudes in the hot tub at the same time. Skiing oh two God. dudes. AKA multiple hand jobs at the same time wow during a, there's families there what day of the week is it this, was a, it was a sunday the lord's was, day oh, the lord's day <laughs> <laughs> and i shit you not i being the gm had to deal with this i were the, were the bubbles on or off uh they were on hard but you just okay, saw good, her arms good. like and i'm like what the fucking fuck? Like, is this really happening right now? I had to go tap her on the shoulder and say, you need to, one, stop what you're doing. Two. Oh, I thought you were going to say, you need Jesus. <laughs> you need to. Yeah. It's a well, Sunday, ma'am. Clearly, okay? she was a heathen. Please stop, okay? <laughs> please stop jerking off both of these young men and go to church. I All right, to leave the pool bar. to tell her to get out of the hot tub, come pay her tab, and leave. She was so distraught. She was so drunk. She was so distraught, crying, as she's paying her tab at the bar, apologizing to me prolifically. I'm sorry I jerked off. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll give you a hand job. Her, just, <laughs> well, also, also, her, does her the apology? Her boob falls out of her bikini. No. Why she's, uh, and I'm like, let your tits out. 
I was like, here's your tits out. She goes, Did you put that back oh in? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I was like, put your tit back in. But I love tits, but I was like, put your tit back in. And handed her a clipboard with her check and said, I, I don't know what's going to happen from now, but you might be suspended from your merit, your merit <laughs> yeah. Uh, membership. Yeah. She was suspended for a month. A month? A double hand job in the hot tub on a Sunday only gets you a month? Well, I, yeah, that's, that, yeah that's, it's two weeks per hand the job. Right? Hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. It's written in the bylaws. So, right? yeah, when you sign your gym if membership contract. you had one contract, dick in your hand, it would have been one <laughs> week. All right? <laughs> but you multiplied it times two times two. Okay? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I just looked at my coworker, and I was like, is this real? I was like, did this just did I just kick some girl out for going like this in a hot tub with children around? Like, I gotta be honest with you, the the hot tub double jerk off is one thing. I mean, you know, I, I unfortunately it was like Sunday at like two p.m. Unfortunately, like. as I'm trying to visualize this, I can only see Donald Trump dancing that little like double oh giraffe God. jerk off that he does when he dances, and and it's really fucked. That's something you need to share with your therapist. Well, dude. I'm also um, now, unfortunately, picturing Donald Trump's one tit yikes. hanging out, but that's that. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> what up? How 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 did the two guys take take this? Oh, we kicked them out too. They were like, yeah. I didn't do anything. Her hands. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now was, was was her hands? I, I hate. They to do were this also graphic. like total fucking like like I for me. I, I live and die by the dad bod with no children right now. Like I don't work out. I worked at a gym for three years. Yeah, yeah. I Didn't work out once. I don't care about working out. Just, hey, applaud y'all that love it. I hate it. My workout is the bar. I'm constantly yeah. on my feet. I'm lifting kegs, lifting cases, moving around, whatever. These dudes were fucking chiseled, fucking like meat ma- yeah, meatheads. Yeah. Tito's and Roy effect again, and they're like, oh, "I didn't do it." I was like, "You did do it." I, I have an important. You were a hundred percent okay with it happening, and meanwhile, there's mom and dad and six kids across the pool deck, like eating you know, fucking eating chicken PBJs tenders and chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two important questions here. Number one. Was this girl, I hate to be this graphic, but did she put her hands in their pants oh, or no, was it straight the, dick out? Straight, like, they Dick's had, out. like, like the, the, Pull. the chubby bullshit thing that I, I don't like, the chubbies, the yeah, yeah, short, but, like, yeah, yeah, they were, like, compression like, shorts. They right? were out. The yeah, dicks, yeah. Were dicks were out. Dicks out. Dicks out. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the, the grossest part of it all, not only is that just the grossest part, but, like, there's, like, 16 people. In just also tub. in the hot so you already beat me with my second question <laughs> there was, there describe was the hot, hot tub, tub situation to me and it's also 88 degrees outside, okay third question there's no reason to sweaty be in the double jerk off <laughs> hand job okay um i need you to describe you've already described the gentleman and i have a pretty keen the idea the girl to, was uh she was what did she look like she just, was a blonde okay tall was, short uh, probably like medium height like okay tall, like five six okay. five seven great rat yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, what like, kind of I'll bikini we talking? Her head bikini. Ah, oh wow, <laughs> wow. You, you. This is why the majority of our listenership is male. <laughs> That's why they hate us. Yeah. So a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a butterface is is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why she had to go for the double jerk off. Yeah. You got to work a little bit extra harder when <laughs> all you've got think is that the one tent, of those so. guys was like, you know what? No, nah, it's okay, yeah, honey. Thanks like, for the hand I'm job offer. Getting the hand and then she's like, what if I jerk you and your friend off? And they're like, okay, all right. We can do that. Well, that's what I want to know. I want to know if any any of them even knew each other. I think they were, you they know were what two I mean? friends, for sure. Because they like yeah. they definitely like had their chairs next. When I kicked them out, hmm. and it was like, 
get the fuck out of here, you trash humans. Did they like, get out of the hot tub? Did they like pull their pants up and they're like, we're out of here? Oh, they, 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 well, they had to wait a second. Yeah, they had, she had to bear tab and gather her thoughts. But she was like, I've got right. my, my. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, but they, they had to sit in the hot tub for at least like, you know, three or four minutes afterwards. Yeah. Because otherwise you would have had another issue with them getting out, you know, in front voters. of the families. <laughs> Did he, exactly. Well, yeah. hold on, Mike, we're, I mean, did they finish? No. Oh. I called her in time. Thank God. Oh, mid-act. No. I tapped her on her shoulder. Well, did you tap her on her shoulder or did did her shoulder tap you on the hand? Yeah, exactly. I did not not Dutch rudder her. No. Uh, (laughs) I said, ma'am, you got to stop. This is like like jury duty. You're like Marson jumping on the bed. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. It was uh, how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet on those guys way out when they got kicked out? They went and hit the bench one more time <laughs> dude, before they left. Tito's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, yeah. So the second one, the last one for this, grossest, same rooftop, awesome, probably the worst day of my life up there. We it was Labor Day weekend. We had so many people, no hostess, so everyone just comes in, gets a chair. 500 plus, I mean, literally it's like a thousand people up there and I have 70, I'm in the, I'm expediting because I'm managing the whole thing. My boss is out of town. So I'm managing the whole entire thing. And I'm also talking to like Ford Avenue and Towson and all that, making sure everything's cool. I have 75 unread tickets in my hand from the, the thing. And I have 40 in the window. And literally I hear Kalata, get out here. You gotta come help out. I said, Oh God, this is terrible. This girl clear as day had to poop and she walked and slipped on the pool deck and shit came out <laughs> literally just like a spurs of shit on the pool deck and i was like oh my fucking god i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here so i grabbed like a yellow like wet floor sign i grabbed bleach i grabbed i'm scrubbing this girl also runs to the bathroom I would she have been, jumps I would up. Have been, I would have been the yeah. She hit the deck hard, squirted so it, it out. Kind of like the impact made her shit. Initiated it, she yeah. shit. Had the shit so bad that it, upon impact, I am terrified of public restrooms, and I'm terrified of that. Like if that happened to me, I would have been out the elevator, back home, canceled my fucking gym membership, gone. Right? I never come back. <laughs> never come back. I would never show my face in the world. Everyone it's kind of crazy. I didn't see the impact, but I saw the the outpack yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> that like after that incident she you know two weeks later she gets suspended for a month for no, jerking off two guys I <laughs> but i'm scrubbing with bleach i have a wet floor sign and this instagram fucking you know, influencer comes like flaunting by with her big ass titties dark hair fucking cheeky bikini and slips in the bleach <laughs> and goes ass deep down, covered head to toe in bleach on the back. Well, and poop, bleach and, and poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Luckily, I think the poop is like kind of gone. I mean, kind of. She not. gets up and goes, "You motherfucker, what are you doing?" I said, "You motherfucker, what are you doing?" Like, like you are trying to make an Instagram video in the middle. So of So she day. had her, she had her phone yes, out and went. Good, Down. good. Fuck that lady. And That's you know, great. I'm happy you're making my great And just to be fair, I, I wouldn't care if it was a guy or a girl or anything in between. Fuck she them. Was, what an asshole. Was like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And I was like, why are you yelling at me? I'm cleaning poop off the deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, what do you want? You want to slip and shit instead? Off of a deck so right now. Gets all the bleach. That luckily didn't change her hair color. You know, God willing for her And she apologizes to me. I'm I'm really sorry. I was in the moment. I said whatever 
the kicker, the shit girl, goes to the bathroom, cleans herself up, comes back, and continues to hang out with her friends. Nice. Our whole staff no knew that she shit herself. And what? We like, was she wearing a, a bikini? She was wearing denim shorts. And like, oh, she like, so she had like a bikini underneath. So I guess she washed the shorts out in the bathroom and like threw the bikini away, I guess. I didn't go in there to, I didn't want to divulge that. And I literally am like, this reminds me of the a- shit girl is here. She's still here. You don't, want, you the nickname, here? You don't want the nickname <laughs> shit girl. But as you're telling this story, this does rem- remind me of one time where I drank way too much white wine and, uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm supposed to meet up with a girl that I was seeing at the time, like starting to see at the time in Fells. And I'm like very excited. Like I'm about to meet her and her friends. Like we're going to, you know, like we're going to probably be out drinking. Then I'm hoping this ends in sex, whatever. Um, and I just remember I had drank way too much red, uh, white wine and I had just got dropped off in Fells by an Uber and I went into Cava Meze, yeah, like the first place on the strip in in on Tame Street, and I was like, I gotta shit, I gotta shit right <laughs> fucking now. And I go walking up the stairs, and they have those real steep stairs. And as I'm like on the third step, I go like I take a step, and I like don't clench the butt cheeks oh. enough, and it's like I have like a shark, <laughs> like a, a fart shit, and I'm like I can't meet up with this girl with like smelling like <laughs> anus. So I get into the bathroom, right? And, and, uh, I'm like, all right, I am ditching this underwear. I'm going commando. I got jeans on. So whatever Ugh. I'm going commando from here on out. And I take my fucking boxers off and I'm like, what am I going to do with these things? I can't throw them in the trash. If I throw them in the trash, the next person in here is like, did you just throw your poop fucking boxers in the trash? Like, what's wrong with it? And so what I did is I, I still, I still feel bad about this. I can't believe I'm admitting this on the show. Mom, stop listening, please. Um, I took the trash bag out and I put you. the boxers in and then I put the trash bag back in. Oh no. God, and then I dude. left. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, whoever had to change that trash can that night. It's just Why did you as innocently as just like take a bunch of a, a paper towels and I don't cover know. your I don't know. boxers? Did I Yeah, exactly. You just dog that fucking dog. dude who came back Listen and was like me. I was like exactly. I was like here. Listen, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you poop, you poop, you poop, you poop, you poop, you poop, you I was like three bottles of Sauvignon Blanc in. I don't know what I was thinking at the, at the time. I was just on a mission to not smell like poop. And I was like, this is my only option right now. So, oh my God. That is epic. Oh my God. At least, hey, at least I didn't poop on a deck of a pool bar in front of 500 fucking people. Yeah, well, and if she's wearing shorts and a bikini for that to squirt out like <laughs> yeah. that, I mean. Well, I have to imagine the impact was, there, was pretty so it was, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a bottle of you know, ketchup or like, something you drop on the floor. Yeah. You heard, you Did, heard uh, the sound. You heard. Was I mean, there like was there like a trail of poop where she ran away? No, it was just like uh, a splatter like, like, and then ran to the bathroom. Like somebody dropped an open bucket of paint. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like a water balloon. <laughs> Think of a water balloon exploding, but like poop. Oh. oh god all right let's keep it moving jesus christ well though, it sucks too though that in that situation, i had to clean it you, up that, no, yeah that's what i'm saying you'd think in those situations the person would be like i need to clean my mess up but now it's like you're at a, a restaurant or whatever it's like you know it's it's not my job yeah. somebody else needs to come clean my shit I up sanitize every bit of my body i went right back to expediting food yeah. <laughs> like, i was like gotta get back <laughs> that's when that's when the bar needs one of those like chemical showers that they yeah. have it like a like a lab <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the scene yeah, from the e- rotating the scene from E.T. E. where they're like, they're like, we need to quarantine him. You know, that kind of. 
right. Mm -hmm. Question number seven, ultimate mistakes and fuck ups. Now these can be Wait. yours or your co I'm just kidding. Question number seven, <laughs> fights, arrests, and fires. One of my favorite categories is when shit pops off. You see what people are made of. Um, tell us about when things have gone haywire and how people handle it at the restaurant. So I think my favorite thing about like fights and whatnot is when people always use the excuse. My uncle's a cop. My dad's a judge. <laughs> I'll get away with all this. I'll beat the fuck out of you. Like, or like, oh, I'll, I'll do this wrong. Brian, but Brian, I will be protected. Brian, you've been, so they say that, they say that before the fight starts. Brian. So like, after I break it up, like, yeah. like fuck you. Oh. My dad's a lawyer. Brian, my dad's been... the fire marshal. I'm like, okay, cool. I probably have him on, on speed dial. Why? You've been, you've been bartending in the city too long. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a dude, he goes, my dad is like the fourth highest judge at Baltimore. I said, that's like being the smartest kid with down syndrome. Like, I'm sorry. Dude. Like, <laughs> Also, if you knew also, it, love Don Zero, you don't mean to mean that. Yeah. Like, well, it's yeah. also it's also a throwback to with, uh, with Wayne. Yes, yeah, from Wayne. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, the coolest movie, guy at Shenanigans. Movie yeah. quote. You know the, and the you Monty. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> the the crazy thing too is if your dad is one of the fourth highest judges in Baltimore, he's probably on the circuit court. You know what trials they do not preside over? <laughs> Fucking misdemeanor assault you fucking piece usually, of shit they, that comment usually comes out when you cut someone off they're like oh, i am an adult i could drink as much as i want i'm like you can but you should go home now not here <laughs> not here that's not for here, sure yeah. like, i have the right to refuse service to anybody to for home, any reason at any here. time <laughs> yeah. yeah um the fire thing is kind of funny so we had this small kitchen and that's the other thing about merit too we had a kitchen smaller than Dallas yeah that unloaded it, it makes sense cool. right like they didn't build the pool bar thinking like we're going to turn we around sold a lot of food. food like there was no demand. well i'm sure you did but there like, was these electric units they use that are, it was weird and they had like hoods and all that but like whatever it let out would always trigger the fire alarm and literally it would be like a 200 500 person pool deck filled fire alarm goes off the main rule of that building you had to make everyone exit the building down the fucking stairs and it would happen on the busiest Saturday. And I'd have to get everyone down. We had all the open tasks. Like, you guys would be able to come back in. <clears throat> and the cool thing with Toast, we, we took credit cards from everybody. Yeah. And not, like there was, like, hardly any cash in that thing. But, like, credit cards from everyone. So that helped us out a little bit with those days. The one day I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I had 500 people down this eight flights of stairs. Had to run back up the stairs, go check on it, come back down, tell everyone they were fine, and run back up eight flights of stairs again <laughs> to let everyone in the fucking door all for a false alarm of a fucking little smoke coming off the fucking flat top. And and as Brian has already admitted, I'm, I'm he's not super keen on it working out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to run stairs today? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fight-wise, I've never – I pride myself in – I just don't believe in – bar violence like right this. but what about arrests like you had to have seen somebody get one up. so one guy got arrested he must have taken some sort of illicit drug that we don't got know, a little help like and he was at the bar the whole entire night fine perfectly cool helping us out like he was so nice went down the elevator <laughs> pcp or whatever the hell fucking linkedin and that man went fucking ape shit started trying to fist fight the people at the front desk Jesus fist fight the gm of the club outside they like wait we were like sitting on him. He was like super strange. So that's why I thought PCP because like you have no idea. So strong. Like yeah. you just have just, you're just. Your mind is strong. telling like, me, that your mind is telling you you have more strength than you actually we had. had yeah. We were 
pinning this dude down. He's so strong. We're pinning him down till the cops arrived to put uh, cuffs on him. <laughs> oh my god! That was the Jesus. same weekend as the shitter. It was unbelievable. It was the worst weekend ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! That was probably the worst. But I, I just, I hate bar violence, and it's so stupid. Like, there's no reason to come out. I'm the happiest drunk you ever meet in your life. It's, it's I so funny. If I can't speak, I'm just like. <laughs> it's so funny when you, when you go like you and I are actually similar drunks. Like in in the sense that like when you get wasted, when I get wasted. Um, we both talk a lot less and we're both just get really smiley and start ordering everyone else <laughs> yeah. drinks. You want a beer? You, you want a drink? You want a drink? You want a drink? In that regard, we do have a, a, a similar demeanor when we get drunk, but, um, you know, uh, it's, it's so strange. I just rewatched roadhouse, um, maybe a couple weeks back love and I love that movie, but <laughs> the, the funny thing about it is this portrayal of like bars are going to be like rambunctious uh environments where in front of the band there's gonna no, be a gonna fight be like <laughs> I, I remember as a kid thinking like uh, hearing about people that hung out in bars too much or like worked at bars and it's just like a it's a dangerous environment and it's just weird like obviously john taffer has ruined it for everybody and made everything a little too corporate and clean there are plenty of bars that are still you know, don't mess with that biker at the end there because he will fucking stab you in the parking lot. Um, but the idea that bars are like Roadhouse, like every one of them, it's just insane to, you know, now. You yeah, know, it, dep it depends on the bar that you go to. Like, I know it does. But it I'd depends on the clientele and everything. There's a lot less Roadhouses these days. There's a lot more well, like what, fucking Ruby uh, see, these I, days. I differ with you guys in the sense that I, as long as nobody gets seriously hurt, I love seeing bar fights. Like I, it's, it, it makes the evening yeah. so much more enjoyable and entertaining to me. Uh, the college bar in our town, I mean, there's several, but the 505 is the one that is like kind of known because yeah. it's all the college kids coming in and getting fucking hammered and all the testosterone and everything. And I've seen so many great fights there, and I, I always enjoy it. I try and get as close as I can just to watch. You know, I don't help or anything. You know, I'm just I'm there for the show. So you're like sitting there ripping shots, like yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally I'm, I'm the I'm the asshole just yelling world star hip hop, even though I don't really even know what that means. You know so. <laughs> All right, on that note, yes. On that note, <laughs> number eight, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is the sexy Lexi. Obviously, the bar business gets very close, okay? There's a lot of friction, customers, coworkers. Tell us about sex, drugs, and rock and roll when it's time to party. Yeah, we've already hit on a lot of these, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the culture that I grew up with in this business was work hard and play hard always, right? So yeah, from every from, from Oak Hill, of course, right? Like watching all the oldies get it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we always went out together afterwards. Like I was, you know, I started in the business like young at like fourteen to Oakridge, but when I hit my first corporate or slash bar, Damon's, they were sneaking me into Libertories. They were sneaking me into DeSantis. But I was associated with the older crowd, right? But we right, always right. would party together. We would go to bed at 4 a.m. after a fucking 10-hour shift and come back in at 9 a.m. and do, do it, all it all over again. So, like, to encapsulate that, it's literally just a work hard, play hard mentality that I've always been around, I guess. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, yeah, they all happen. I'm not going to, like, dive into all of that. But, yes, I think it's the – it has to happen because it's just that what it is. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it like, it is such an awesome culture that I love. You almost that have you, you're you in it to win it with every day with every person that you work with and want to go out with and then come back the next day and be like, let's fucking do it again. 
Yeah. It, are you, I, I think I'm understanding what you're saying that it's almost, you know, there, we've had a lot of guests on the show that say uh, that one of the things that they don't enjoy is the fact that being a bartender or server seems to be synonymous with like partying. Um, and they, and they're like, well, yeah, there's also very disciplined people in this business and there are, but I think what you're talking about is the camaraderie of like putting up with other people's good time or making other people's good time happen. The second that you get a moment of free time as a bar staff, you are like, fuck it. We are done serving everybody else. We are, we are serving ourselves now. And, and um, you want to hang out with those your people. Yeah. And like, it does there. I will say going out with other bartenders and servers is the most enjoyable experience out because a there's respect for the other industry. People are then helping you B, you know, you're going to have the drinks flowing. Like thank Nobody's going to be shy. It's been a long weekend. We're going to get right into it. Right. You ain't taking no for an answer. Right. But you also get to know people on a different level. Like, you know, um, on uh, on the show that we did with Rowan, we talked about uh, the meeting that we had. And I, I mentioned it earlier on this show, the Come to Jesus meeting that we had. You know, after that, a bunch of us went out and had dinner together. And I got to be honest with you, it was the first, like, decent meal we've all had together. Like, usually it's, like, pizza or, like, wings or, like, just something that That's we eat in the middle of our shift just trying to, like, chef. race to fill our, our, our tummies before we run back out to our table. Like... Eight of us, what was it, seven or eight of us, eight of us yeah. went to a nice place, sat down, had a good dinner, talked about a lot of things a lot of us had not ever talked about, right? And it was awesome, man. It was it was a great time. And I, I think that that's, uh, it was a Monday night, so it was bartender Saturday. Um, you know, you don't, you don't get that experience with just your other friends, your other uh, like other couples, you know, other people, you know, unless they're also in the business and it's even more special when they work at the same bar as you, you know, they remember the exact same load of bullshit you took from that table two days ago that you're now getting unpacked. Yeah. While we're having a nice steak, you know, shit like that is on, um, you can't replicate it, man. It's, it's really, it's special in some that's way. Well, I think I like took a long time for like my family to understand that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, they're like, Oh, it's, you're just a bartender. Like for and and it was what it, maybe at that one point yeah it was, but I love this business yeah and it and they have now come full circle they're like we're gonna always go to the bar you work at like we always have a good time they have supported me for the last I've been in in this business for almost twenty years but I've been full time for the last like nine yeah and they're like wow like you you get it you do it you're hardworking you. You show up on time. You do what you got to do, and you love you it. Scrub the shit. You off scrub the, the shit off the in, pool in, out of the alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, you you power wash the fucking cooler well, out. Yeah, you're you're invested. We can tell. You know, you know one of the one of the other podcasts I love listening to, and I bring it up on the show all the time is Levitard, and uh, he always talks about how he can't ever imagine doing the job of an insider. The people like Adam Schefter, the people like Shams, you know, the people like Woj it feels like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they have to be locked in on information. They have to be calling people. He, he always talks about how that life sounds so stressful and so draining. And in some ways that's what we're doing, right? Like our job is to make sure you have a great time. 
we are supposed to be the ringleaders of your entertainment, your celebration, your Friday night, your reunion, your meal after a funeral. Like when every patron is in fun party mode, we have to be in work mode to serve that. And when you get that glimmer of now I'm free, I don't have to be in work mode. It, it's almost like, I don't want to make it seem this way, but it's almost like we appreciate it more and, and the appreciation of like, wow, okay, now we're off. Now we're the customer, um, really multiplies how much you go for it. Well, I love when like, we're talking about memorable customers that the last uh, previous question, I had that, I switched with you Saturday. Yeah, yeah. They're called the Boozy Bitches Brunch. Now they call yeah, it yeah. the Boozy Bitches Brunch with Brian. They request me to be there. They're fucking, it's amazing. Like, like it's the four mm-hmm. Bs. Like, and they're amazing. They're- and it's funny, they got there at 11 and they were still there at six <laughs> when six. I came. Oh six. my God, that's not a brunch, that's a marathon. <laughs> they're incredible people, right? But like, there's the kind of people, like you're talking about the awesome experience and then like you get done and you talk about that. But I got off and had a beverage with them. Oh my God. Like they wanted me to have a beverage. That's the ultimate transition. (laughs) That is the ultimate transition. We actually probably haven't talked about this enough on the show. There is maybe no better feeling as a bartender that when you punch the clock and your shift is done, that regular that you were just serving, they're like, come on, come over and sit with me. And then you end up just like hanging out with them. You go to another bar with them. You go have dinner with them. You know, uh, my we, friend we, group ranges from so many ages because of, of yeah, hundred percent. Like it's I mean, we we alluded to Bob, and I, you know, big shout out to my man, Mister Saxophone. The saxophone, love him, um, <laughs> love him so much. But he, um, you know, Bob and I have a twenty year age gap, and it just like it's just not twenty years, fifteen years. He's probably hating me for this right now, uh, you old sack of shit. But like, <laughs> we, we went out to dinner with him the other day. I went to an Oriole game with him the other day. I mean, that's my brother. He's he's a good dude. And uh, I love spending time with him, and it's because he was regular at our bar, and it just, you know, consistently was decent to us. It's amazing, and, and that's how he's kind of, you know, uh, worn his way in. But all right, let's keep the the train. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait to turn sex, drugs, and rock and roll into just a little feel good story about you and your buddies. Yeah, I like that. You know, <laughs> why do you do drugs? Because they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. your buddies are the drugs, or both. Um, Minotaur. Question. <laughs> question. <laughs> Brian is like my one bastion <laughs> of like movie knowledge that like he and I can go all day. With I can't just, not quote movies. With just the most obscure <laughs> quote. Like he says one word and I already know he's talking about role models. And I'm just thinking of Jane Lynch doing the, he was like, what you, you know what breakfast? I had for lunch? Cocaine. What for you know what I had for dinner? Cocaine. Can't you, bullshit a bullshitter. You know what I had for brunch? <laughs> was it cocaine? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Best roles besides the. Oh, the hot, I don't the even hot get that. No, 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 <laughs> all right, question number nine: bar hazing, pranks, and games. Now, yeah, which did uh, did Rowan uh, fill you in on on the little prank he pulled yes, on us on his last episode? Time. I helped. I helped uh, the lady in the corner over here contact your roommate to make it happen. Yes. Well, he's not my roommate, and secondly, or, fuck you then as well. Yeah. If, if you were part that, of that, definitely fuck <laughs> you. Because it's amazing. Definitely that was you. that was Actually, pretty epic. Be but someone I'm... knocking at your door right now that's going to ask you if you're oh here for the gangbang, dude. I, I swear to God, 
If there was somebody, honestly, God, if Mike opened his door right now and there was just somebody, I would die. No, there was somebody doing the goat. It's like you hired Mitch from waiting and he's sitting there doing the goat and he's like, and you, you're the biggest piece of shit in this entire establishment. <laughs> what did I do to you, man? <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, that would be incredible. All right, Juarez and Cranston games. How do you pass the time when the bar is There's slow, seven. when you're trying to have fun, when you're trying to keep the morale up? The classics are, I love the classic pranks, right? So yeah, that, that, you have so many. One of my favorite ones ever was when I was at the beach. We had this like new, young, like maybe like 16 year old, like food runner. And we had him searching for a left handed spatula, and which doesn't exist. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is awesome. But everyone was in on it. He, for an hour, was going through all the bins of, of utensils and somewhere. And then he come up to like, the dish you're like is this one of them? he's like is this it he's like nah man you gotta you gotta do something different he come to like the hostess like nah that's not it like it's just not it and i mean an hour like a full hour it was amazing and he was so distraught that he was I, and i feel bad because he was definitely like it's like he wanted to do good yeah. he wanted to do what a well. the fucking spatula yeah. he <laughs> he was just so pissed I the, gave the him best part of that is when you look down the line of a restaurant <laughs> and there he is like 30 feet away and he's got a spatula in his hand and he's just turning it back and forth they're like Wait, is this, this looks nice? Is it left-handed or not? Or uh, he's like putting it in each hand. Yeah, he's like holding a little. Like, he's like yeah, motioning, like flipping like, a burger what, or something. He can't, yeah, he can't figure out <laughs> that, why it's not the, left-handed. We had a, a dishwasher, new guy at, at Damon's that we asked to empty the hot water. Yeah, and he did from the coffee. We, we let him fill yeah. up four, uh, two quart. Got to keep going, net, bro. Like, Got to keep going. And, and then I was like, dude, you're just wasting water at this point. I was like, yeah. <laughs> But the best. That's what I. <laughs> oh, you go. No, sorry. Go on. No, no, go on. Go the on. The best was at Damon's. Every time you quit and you quit the right way, you put your two weeks in or whatever, you would just get berated with shit. Right? We would fill up Ziploc bags full of like mayonnaise and powdered sugar and pelt you with them until they explode. No. And, yeah. It was what? Amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Mayonnaise like, and powdered like, and you would sugar. Pelt them with the pack and then just cover that. And they, it was awful. It would make hard. Why? This was awesome. It's like but, tarred feathering. Like during during their shift, uh, at the end of their shift, like they, they would. Yeah. But the best one ever. One of our buddies, he drove this like little like Mazda hatchback thing. We saran wrapped it, put a giant black dildo on the top of it, then tin foiled it with the whole entire car. And he could not get in his car until he unwrapped. And he drove away, though, with the suction cup black dildo on the top of it. <laughs> like a fucking unicorn. Like That's he great. was just like. I, I own it. <laughs> yeah. And they're expensive. So yeah. fair I've told this story on the, <laughs> on the show a, a couple times. There was a kid and I still don't know who it was. There was a kid in Morgantown when I was in college and his like favorite thing to do was to go around to bars on like a Friday and Saturday night with a monster, like one of the dinosaur fucking suction cup dildos and just, he would order a drink and then when he would get it, he would smack the <laughs> suction cup diddle on the bar and run away. And he just thought it was so funny and it was hilarious. So he was right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, listen, I love, I love all the pranks, anything that keeps you going. There's just something weirdly satisfying about like, Hey, we're dead. Let's come up with something stupid to do um, so that we can keep our, uh, you know, just our not even our heads in the game, but we can keep our morale up. That's why I love that. Yeah, one of the things, even if you're not dead, one of my favorite things about these pranks is that even if you need that new bar back or busser or food runner, 
you're willing to sacrifice an hour of their work and time just to fuck with yeah. them. I think that's what I think is the, the funniest because you the you're, you're having to, you're having yeah you're having to pick up and and take care of yeah. extra well, stuff, but somehow it's it's worth face. it. You're like, dude, this is <laughs> this is a right-handed spatula. I'm really upset with you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the people that are best at the people that are best at this are actually not people like Brian and I. The people that are best at this are like a Feb. <laughs> Yo, who, dude, by the way, yeah. shout out, dude. Shout one, out to Josh you Jenner better fucking Feb-ber. come on the show one of these days, you. <laughs> fucking twat stop telling me you're gonna come on and not coming on but you know feb's the type of guy where he's like he's like get the fuck out of here go fight listen if you don't come back here in five minutes with the right fucking spatula i swear to fucking christ (laughs) sounds like a little nicky he does kind of have a little nicky thing anyway all right question number 10 brian i can't believe it but you've made it to the end of the gauntlet Question number 10, firing and quitting stories, or as Mike and I affectionately call this category. Getting 86. Right. I like it. Um, I've only had a couple, uh, in my management experience, I've only had a couple of people to fire. Uh, one was, uh, in, I was actually not in town. It was uh, the, in Canton, we do the, the Irish stroll. Mm-hmm. I set the bar up. I sent a picture of the walk-in. I had had more cases of beer and limited space and kegs. I set them up for greatness, but I do a trip every year. With I my set dad. them up for greatness. With my dad and my two brothers, we do a father-son trip every year. It happened to be Nashville, and I had needed a bartender. And this bar back was like, I really want to, I want to bartend. Sure. I was like, awesome. I'll give you a Sunday day shift. And I am getting berated with phone calls on Sunday in Nashville that like someone needs to be in here right now. He didn't. Show I, he didn't up. show up. No call, no show. And then proceeds to tell me that his car was impounded. And I was like, I'm pretty sure your fucking car was on the, my buddy's like, I saw his car on the street. That was not even, it was the biggest bullshit excuse. He got wasted. But he's been, yeah. He got wasted. Begging me to like get a bar ship. And I was like, this is your chance. Here you go. Doesn't show up. I walked, I called him in on Monday. I was like, you're fucking done. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I'll give you the last chance. I, I don't have any like epically terrible firing stories. That's actually, I kind of pride myself at. But like, can we can we center in on that one for a second? Yeah. I've I've fired a decent number of people in my day. And let me just say, uh David Sampson is somewhere uh <laughs> with a smile on his face. It has been my pleasure to fire every <laughs> last fucking person I've ever fired. And that might sound cold-hearted, but here's the thing. They fucking made the decisions. Right, right. They pushed me to that point. I didn't I, do this to you. I work <laughs> with people. Like, there's never been a person where, like, they've made a mistake and I'm like, you're done here. I am a big proponent of mistakes are the best way you can learn. In fact, if you actually care, I would rather do have an better. I would rather have an employee that has made a mistake and cares enough to learn and get better and than an employee that just thinks, like, I'm good and this is the status quo I'm going to be at and never cares to improve. A lot of the best people that I've ever worked with and worked for have made grave mistakes and then they learn from that. So I'm not somebody that's like, you fucked up, I'm immediately firing you. I'm going to work with you. I'm I'm going to give you multiple multiple tries, multiple chances. My point is, if we get to a day that I have to fire your ass, you have been begging me to do it. <laughs> you have pushed me to this brink, and it is my pleasure to let you fucking go. For those kind of people, I tend to just phase them out of the schedule. They're like, "Oh my god, I didn't have any shifts this week." I was like, "I wonder why." You do the, you do the what, 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 uh, what Nick Gann so affectionately calls the Zen breakup, where you're like, "I'm gonna avoid this person until they get the message," right? But um, 
No, the reason that is not Zen. That's, <laughs> no, that's what that's he calls it. it. That's what that's he calls a, that's it. That's a that's, that's passive aggressive. That's a shitty way yeah. to handle a, a, the end of any relationship. Like, yes, it's, it's Zen for the person that doesn't have to confront the issue. Correct. Let's be honest about <laughs> that. Yeah. But I have yeah. actually, the other person like, just like, what's happening? I'm confused. I have yeah. in that moment just been like, you're fucking out of here. That's like, actually most. Just, I don't like that. That's I, most bar firings is the Zen method. I actually prefer somebody, even if they get mad, to just be like, you're done here, right? But the reason mm. I want to center in on the story you just told is because it sounded like the employee that you were particularly talking about. Give us a fake name for him. Just so I have something. Bob. Bob. All right. Well, it's you, Bob Sachs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it sounded like he was actually doing well, right? Like he's like, I want more responsibility. I want a bar shift. Like it sounds like he was actually the he type may of- may or may not missed a few barbecue shifts that he- Sure, but you gave him one. A chance. Like, would you have given somebody who was a total train wreck a chance? Probably not. So, like, he was good enough at that point. The point is, he was on your good side to where you were like, all right, I'm going to give him a chance. And then he fucks up one time, and you're like, that's it, dude. Not even like you don't get to bartend again. Like, well, you're he had, done here. Like I said, it wasn't his first. Like, he mm. didn't show up for a barbecue shift twice but, before that. But but is it is it that, or was it because he let you down? He let me down hard. He disappointed. And I was out of town knowing that my full staff, if I didn't have my buddy who was managing the other spot cover for me, I would have been like, well, we're closed today. (laughs) I got to drive back from Nashville. That's my only other fucking option. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But like, I try and like, like, yes, I'm a nice person for sure. But I like everyone that's worked for me and I, and I I still am friends with tons of them to this day. You see them coming to DOS that see me, see me. I have the manager mentality of work hard, play hard. Like I said before, it, when I mean business and I say, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? They know. Awesome. Go for it. Yes. Do I like to have fun? Do I like to do that with everybody? Yes. When it comes down to it, I think they respect the part of me that they're like, oh, we definitely need to like harness down and, and run this dinner shift, run this lunch shift, and we'll crush it, get out of it, go have fun after. Yeah. And that's and I think it's it's benefited me well. Sometimes it backfires. You know, Sometimes I'm a little too nice, but it is what it is. But I don't think I'm ever going to change myself that way. I prefer to not be a dictator and be like a, like I said, like an employee's owner or a player's coach. Like I much prefer to have a, t- a team behind me that respects me, likes me, wants to hang out after, but also knows we mean business. Let's get to work. Let's fucking do it. And if you if you challenge that trust, fuck you. Then then you're then you're well, an ass. You like, just you just hit the nail on the head of why I say it's my pleasure to fire you because if you've pushed me to that point, dog, it's not chance one, it's not chance two. I've put There's in chances. Yeah. I have exhausted the effort I have to help and support you. That's the truth because that's who I am too. Like I'm I'm a little bit more aggressive and hard ass than you. I think in For just sure. in general like and and I've definitely been described as abrasive, but when when like if you work with me or for me, like, dude, I get, man, I get emotional about the people that are like in it with me. And like, I care about them probably too much, honestly. And I give them more chances than they deserve because I really do think that if they see that I care, they'll care a little bit more. And I, and and that's why I'll suffer through some really hard situations and support that person because I think that we can be better and more galvanized on the back end. If you push me to the point of exhaustion, I mean, it is, dude, it's the easiest thing in the world for me to be like, all right, you're done. <laughs> like, cause I'm done at that point. But, um, all right. Unbelievable. My friend, I expected nothing but fireworks from you and you have delivered. <laughs> what a time we do 
like at the end of the gauntlet to uh, turn the show over to you. We call it our cleanup, a.k.a. How's Our Driving. This is kind of the final section of the show. Now, we want you to give us recommendations on things like food, drink, uh, you know, uh, restaurants that we have to try, all kinds of stuff like that. But this is also just a great space for you to give us recommendations about questions we didn't ask, about bartenders who need to be on the show, the show or some other thing that you just think is important about the bar business that we're missing. So take over, do your thing, tell us what we what we need to know. I mean, I, I had a great time. Well, Thank you. It was awesome. I also, despite uh, how we started, <laughs> I think I, I think I illuminated this man's uh, psyche for the day. He looks so much happier. He, he really does. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like I said I didn't have to deal with Steve as much. <laughs> yeah. so that helped out a lot. Okay, I'm a talker. I can't help myself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say, like you know, I firmly believe in the statement is you know do what makes you happy, right? Like, and this is what makes me happy. Like, I quit the corporate world. I quit the desk world. Don't listen to the outer outliers of anyone to tell you that you're doing something different that you shouldn't do in the in the idea of a career. Um, I've had that happen a lot in my life, and I just said, fuck it. I love what I do. Be happy with yourself. Be happy with you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to. And, I, and I'm not going to go into details, but I just had to do that for myself recently with a relationship. So, like, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, be happy. Be yourself. Do what you love. Because if you come home unhappy every day, what's the fucking point? There's a yeah, lot of I mean, times like, I think it's hard uh, to confirm your own truth where you um, you constantly have this voice saying, like, are, are you sure this is the right thing to be doing? Like, am I legitimate? Like, is this real? Right. It's the hard. Validation in should business, be in your man. heart and your heart only. Yeah. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it, well, to better my life, which can go into all realms. Like, mm. but just do yeah that that little voice it sucks it's the devil on your shoulder you know what i mean like but it is what it is just do what makes you fucking happy and you'll be a better person in life and do it to the fullest i've been having a lot of these don't have ass life conversations where uh people are saying like yeah I'm, i feel not untethered but i feel like i don't have a clear direction and my response is uh you have to Whatever you're doing, even if it's not the perfect thing, even if it's not exactly what you're meant to be doing, if you do it to the fullest, I guarantee you, you will meet people, you will meet opportunities come back that allow a different route, right? But only if you put yourself passionately and fervently into what you're doing. But I think this gauntlet and the way you guys run the show is awesome. You guys hit all the pinpoints of this world that is bartending, which I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, well, let's do that. Let's do this with the cleanup because I think this is the real truth. You, I was so excited to have you on the show because of where you've bartended, um, the different stops you've made. And I, and also you're one of these people that like, there's barely a name I can bring up. We are like, Oh yeah, I know him. He's the brother, of my sister's friend. And I bartended with him once. Blah, blah, blah. Right? It's a blessing and a curse. You and you and you and Pip are you and Pip are cut from the same cloth in that regard. Where it's like Pip's like, oh yeah, I play that guy's cousin's bar mitzvah once, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, guy, we get it. You know everybody. Um, I really want you to make some recommendations, and I don't want to make I don't want you to make forty, but like if you, as a podcast fan, were scrolling through our catalog and you saw like two or three names you that you would jump at to listen to their episode give us like a, a couple names of bartenders that we have to have on i would say let's see 
He's not a bartender anymore. He's now yeah, the, don't, yeah. But Lou Verdiga, who used to be at the old Della's in White Marsh, okay, would be incredible. I know he's actually gonna be living on the same street. Where oh, okay, yeah. Uh, he would be incredible. He plays music. He does. He's just an absolute badass. Um, who do I just love to see? I, well, if I can get him in town, my boy Ryan Minnick at the beach. He's uh we'll top tiered bartender from. I'll go to him. Blues. That's fine. <clears throat> yeah. We also, with, with the new system we're using, we can do this remotely, too, so Very, we don't even have to all be together. My yeah. friend Kelly Grant would be a good one. She's a Baltimore uh, homie but lives in the beach as well. She runs – she's the liquor alcohol girl for all of uh, Zoka restaurants, oh, okay. uh, Harvest Tide Steakhouse, nice. all them, uh, between D.C. and uh, Bethany Beach. Those are three really uh, good ones. That's all – you know, and I know you can name 100 more. but In, I, in town, though, I, I don't know the names, but I love – this is just shout-out to restaurants and bars. Yeah, yeah. Clavel. Of course. Is the best. I don't care. Whatever, they're we, the best tacos in the land. We've given Lane Harlan's and, restaurants and a ton WC of love on Harlan the show. Yeah. is amazing. It's the speakeasy that's associated with them right up the street. They're my two favorite places I like to go on a just a, on a whim. I love – I just love Canton. Canton as a whole. I love the outskirts of Canton. I'm not a huge square guy anymore, but I love the corner bars. Pig and Rooster. I used to work for Cardinal. Waltz, now Ellie's. Paul's. Um, Lighthouse. Lighthouse. It, my boy Jay Harkinish. Oh, he'd be a good one. He owns Lighthouse Tavern. Does he really? Awesome badass. Big, big beard Jay. It's my boy. Forever. Really? Yeah. Okay, he's somebody he's I'd love to, love to have on because that's uh, a that's a dive bar staple down there for it. sure. Kent Local. Love Kent Local. Sean and all those guys. Yeah. CB. Everyone that works here. Love it. Um, I just, I don't know. I love us. I'm such a weird bartender drinker. I like crowds. I also like small divey, no crowds. Well, that's but why I'm I can't like in between everything. That's why can so great. Cause you have can square, which is the wild party scene. But the thing about can is it is a massive residential neighborhood amazing. in Baltimore city where every block has its own neighborhood bar. Mahaffey's pull. Well, Mahaffey's lighthouse, Dennis. tap house, um, can't local. Uh, small to you more name it, fucking, like, I mean, you, what, what's the, um, uh, uh, there's, we got the, obviously uh, pig and rooster, Chaucer, yeah. three of a kind. I mean, like, and the, every single Not one of these Ellie's, places, the former Cardinal, yeah, awesome. a couple bars for me, you yeah, know, a couple blocks from me. Clinton's, uh, uh, snake Hill, snake Hill, Lee's uh, pine shell, snake above. Hill. Um, I'm trying to think do about a Clinton street bar crawl. It'd be the best day of your life. Pose Edgar Allan Pose. <laughs> like what's the other one that, uh, naughty pine. Naughty pine like, yeah. there's some, I mean, you know, we could go all day and these are just like row home bars. And that's what I like. That I, are I stuffed block to block. People and to what you said initially about people's misconception of Baltimore. Everyone's like, Oh my God, the Harbor is great. No one go, fucking goes to the Harbor. If you anymore. live here, but like, that's the thing. When they the, come the, and visit Baltimore, the, they tourist the trap themselves right. into like power plant lives. Like, what are you doing? And like, like Federal Hill. And that's this is, it. It's nice to go. It's nice to go walk down by the Harbor no, no, though. Love, if you're not from Baltimore. It's not that we don't love the water. It's just that the, it's also so close to some of those other the spots. The idea anyway. is that that is not really the Baltimore bar restaurant scene. That's my point. That's not the non-corporate small business owner of bars is what i love and what that's what i want to be mm -hmm. and like it, if yeah. they just heard this yeah. this shout out like like yeah don't get me wrong sunny day on the harbor fuck yeah 
get a drink real quick, but then go to like Fell's Corner Bars, go to Camden Corner mm-hmm. Bars, go to Locust yeah. Point. Saturday like, night before I crashed the scooter, I ended the night at Butts and Betty's. And if anybody's actually from Baltimore, they fucking know what Butts and Betty's is. They have is an easy in Upper Fells. for pizza and they sell delicious. And shit. they have Kino and all the other fucking <laughs> state lottery. Table. And they have a purple felted pool table <laughs> in a tinseled out room that looks like it's from a fucking... Uh, like uh what do they call what do they call the Hawaiian pig roast? Like fuck a luau from the eighties. It's a ridiculous place. It's a ridiculous place. But it's beautiful. Like I love it so much. And it's in the heart of like this really terrible high, <laughs> Well, kind of. Uh, upper fells. There's some nice homes. Butchers Hill is uh I I'd say walk 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 at your leisure. Well, that's why I scooter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not well, but all right. Final thoughts, my friend. We're gonna come to the end here. Uh, we have two questions to close it out. Mike, would you like to ask him the first of the final questions? Yeah. So why do you still do this? Which we've already kind of touched on this, but more importantly, why do you fucking hate yourself? <laughs> uh, well, I don't hate myself. <laughs> but, uh, why I put myself in this situation and it's not even for money. I thoroughly enjoy Waiting, bartending on a table. You love that people. Comes, you I do. Softy. I love people. You I big giant teddy bear. They, I am a giant teddy bear. Yeah. Like, but nothing's more fucking satisfying in the world that has a return customer I didn't know was going to return. I'd be like, I had a great fucking time with this yeah. guy, Brian. He yeah. was amazing. He he catered to everything I needed, whether it be I had a my my ninety five year old grandparent had a wheelchair and I got him a, a different kind of chair to sit in for his like or like doesn't matter it doesn't matter the case, but when someone comes back and is a recurring customer because of me, that makes me feel good. And what that makes mm-hmm. me feel good is what makes me keep doing this day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Like they can tip me four bucks like, on your question earlier. Like you get a a, a, a verbal tip versus an asshole. That's the kind of mm-hmm. tip I would prefer if someone just keeps going back because they'll event. I don't know. I haven't really mentioned to you, but it maybe they're not of means, but it's really special. It makes me feel well, no, good. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Steve started talking, so I thought I'd have a spot there. <laughs> no, it, just, it, just makes, <laughs> it just makes me feel real good. I don't know. I love, I love it. I love this industry. It's not a dying industry. I think it's a good industry. I think people like just need to have patience you know like i like i again okras developed the most internal yeah. to me in all the land well i'm so happy right? you shared that because i've always wondered uh, uh not in a bad way but like you do have a different sort of pace than a lot of other people <laughs> i've worked at in the ball uh, in the bar business i don't mean how you make drinks or serve tables i more mean about how you like pace the guest experience especially when you're managing like it's now that we work together and like we have a day where it's just you and me and like you're managing that day like you are very very like metronome paced with with people and with the staff and it makes a lot more sense now like you're you know that story alone is like those are the foundations of you and the business and you don't ever want to rush anybody you know and that's a great quality to have especially in a manager and somebody who cares probably one of the reasons that people really connect with you and have the space to connect with you and want to come back. Um, you know, I mean, I, when it's grind and, and burn, I'm in it to win it. I'll, yeah, sure. I'll master a, a single human any day, but I, yes, I just, I love the experience because what it, just talking about shit, <clears throat> shit hole bars 
if you go to a shithole bar and have the best experience in your world, that'll be the best shithole you ever went to. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, and that kind of that kind of leads us in because we kind of yeah we we so true. No, it's very obvious that you you get have a lot of joy for what you do, and I think that's awesome. Um, so that would kind of lead us into our, our final question here because you've already touched on how this is something that you would eventually like to do. So if you got to the point where you could open up your own bar restaurant, what would you call it or what would the theme be? So here's my plan. I already have it. I love it. It's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm, I'm talking it into fruition. So I talked about my pop-up Salvatore. We call him Sam. His brother was Bam. He just passed away last year. God rest. Awesome dude. Bam and Sam's is going to be what I want to call Bam it. and Sam's. And it's going to have a caricature of the two dudes. Bam next to Bam and Sam next to Sam. It's gonna be a small time tavern, like good food, one single page menu, great bourbon selection, simple, ten beers on tap maybe, and a good like you know I it's love great natural name. light. The nectar it's a of the great name. Gods. It really is. I live and die by natural light, and you can ask. I love it, and that will always be one tap and one can. I will have in house, but I just would think it would be a small like I don't know, t- ten table joint, maybe ten twenty tables, fifteen tables. 20 seat bar, small guy, kind of like Canton style. Checkerboard floor? No, I don't know yet. I don't know. I, uh, I will I'm just say thinking that we have the, this, the Sicilian awesome, in them. You not, know? It'll be something. Yeah. Well, we have this. Uh, there's one like painting that will be on the wall. Uh, it's it's going to be tiny. It's the praying man hands old dude. And it, my pop-up has it. My dad has it. My brother has it. That'll really? be on the wall. But it'll be Bam and Sam's. Awesome, awesome, awesome environment. Whatever. My goal was to have two of them eventually. And then retire in the islands on whatever island I don't know, and have a tiki tiki bar that has no food next to a taco truck that has crushes and natural lights, and I work like three days a week and die in the islands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It, it's, it's it's so and great. Bam and Sam's fucking legacy will reign on to if I ever procreate. Yeah, I uh, I love it. I, I have a very similar dream. It's uh, running a breakfast restaurant on a mountain somewhere uh, while I pet my dog at night. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, well, yeah, you got that. Oh, by the way, guys, that's an innuendo for jerking off two dudes in a hot tub at the same time. Um, guys, what an unbelievable show it's been, Brian. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Tell thank the people. Yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining Tell us. All yeah. the people goodbye before we send them off. Me? Uh, oh. Yeah. Adios, muchachos. That's right. And as always, <laughs> fuck off. Hey everyone, thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along. We hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, we release new episodes whenever we can. Uh, Big shout out, as always, to our friends over at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One you've heard throughout the show. Please go check them out. They're on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love. Damn straight. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along anywhere you get your podcast by searching The Bartender Rant Podcast. It is super important, guys. Please, we're begging you, subscribe, rate, and review this show. This is the best way you can help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. And honestly, Mike and I really need the personal validation, which is actually one of the reasons that we've started The Suggestion Box. This is a hotline that you guys can call in and air your grievances about your bar experience, about a manager you don't like, about customers treating you like shit, about coworkers being idiots. All you got to do is dial... 423-PODRANT. That's right, 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T. 
And what you're going to do when you dial that number, which is a live line, is you're going to leave us an insane voicemail. Now, somebody did the other day where they just screamed the entire time. The voicemail was just like, ah, which is fine. It made me laugh. Don't get me wrong. It was pretty hilarious. You're not supposed to be. Uh, is that? Did somebody actually leave somebody one? Somebody really did leave a voicemail where it was just like. Well, you're not supposed to listen to those. What do you mean? We're supposed to, because we're going to listen to them all. And I know. I saw an our... update. I was so excited. I just pulled up the email. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to listen to them. And that's actually another <laughs> reason. Was, was uh, for... <laughs> yeah, well, so, okay. Well, I wonder if that was Chandler or not. Uh, but a little extra incentive, because if you guys do like the show, thank you so much for listening. Um, Steve and I really do love doing this. And it is, it, it's a lot of work. We really enjoy it. But we want to keep getting all these awesome bartenders on here. If you guys want to help the show a little bit and you don't want to do the bonus content crap, you're not going to, you don't want to send us any money or anything like that. If you guys want to leave us one of those voicemails, that helps us create more content oh. so we can have more bonus content. But additionally, um, the, we're going to release our first episode of the suggestion box on our regular platform. It, it won't be bonus content, there won't be a paywall. So, the first people that do that to where we can have like a 15 minute episode, you're going to get on the main Spotify, you know, or Dude, main, you, you know, podcast platform. You could be immortalized yeah. on the BRP <clears throat> suggestion box. And and even if you don't want to call in, uh, you know, if you work at a bar or restaurant, even if your friends and coworkers don't listen to the show, let them know about the hotline and just tell them, you know, just tell them to plug that number into their phone. And the next time they want to bitch and complain instead of, uh, you know, going to scream in the walk and they can call us and uh, and, and share that story. And with it us. rhymes. It's so catchy. It's like the old uh, fucking O'Reilly Auto Parts commercial. Four, two, three, P-O-D-R-A-N-T. Pod rent okay. suggestion box. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. We're gonna have to work on the on, on the fucking jingle. But um, all right, Mikey, tell them tell them about uh the Spotify. Yeah, if you guys uh, are Spotify users, make sure to check out our BRP playlist by searching the Bartender Rant podcast under profiles. Not our show, but our profile. Uh, we've got some really cool playlists on there for you to check out. Some good ones for summer coming up. Uh, most importantly, though, we've got the BRP Industry Night playlist which are three songs. Each guest gets to pick three songs to add. So if you really liked one of the guests that came on, you can hop on there and see what type of music they're, they're yeah, into. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can connect with your guests in a special way. Um, just curious, do you guys want some kick-ass show merch? I, I would, yeah. personally. Yeah, Mike, I mean, of course, like because you're a cool guy and you want cool show merch. Um, look, if you do want to support our show by repping the brand, check out all of our amazing swag at ProdigyDTG dot com backslash bartender rant it's where you can get you know the rip ticket logo that's where you can get ranch versus blue tees t-shirts all kinds of cool stuff like that um and if you just want to hang out with mike and me join us for the first monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour for example it's may 1st right now should already put the post up we'll do it after we get off this pod have some drinks meet some fellow bar flies and listen to our guest bartender playlist You'll also have the opportunity to tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting and particularly me, how much I suck at social media and any type of remote communication work. Mike's had, honest to God, his last thread. I'm pretty sure he's going to quit the show. Uh, the more that you guys support us, the more it might encourage him to keep going because he's obviously fed up with me. Um, you can't see this right now, but I'm staring back at him on a video feed, and he's just dead in his eyes because he's over my bullshit. I'm, I'm looking at the page yeah, right now. I'm bullshit, not. I don't. But, uh, I don't see your face. Yeah, you sure? I'm, uh, but he's over my bullshit, and I just. Uh, I think it would be really helpful if you guys just, you know, call Mike, email Mike, DM Mike, and just tell him how much you love him. 
Fucking leave me alone, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, look, make sure you follow us on social media for the links when I do post them, which will be a- a- yep. after this episode. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. Uh, we've got bonus content on there, like the Boilermaker tapes. Uh, you know, we'll do, be doing this uh, the suggestion box and other uh, fun special releases on there. Uh, additionally, if you join the Patreon, you're going to get your name shouted out on an episode once a month as well. No doubt. And if you want to be a big tipper, aka one of our bozels, feel free to leave a tip under uh, at sorry on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we will read your name and your drink of choice or something that you'd like to say because you'll be one of our wonderful executive producers and we'll do that right here. Yeah, and uh, so uh, Regina, uh, one of our longtime listeners, and Regina, if you're listening right now, I think I didn't shout you out on a different episode, so I do apologize. All of these are our Patreon members. Most of the time, we're only going to re- read these people's name out once a month, uh, you know, as, as subscriptions. If you join, but early but on, right now, right now, that it, it really is. This is Steve and I love doing this. The people we have met have been so incredible. We really do love doing this show, and it just takes a lot. And for these people to actually dedicate some time to reach out to us, to be a part of this, to interact with us, to literally send us some money each month just to help keep the lights on for this thing. I can't tell you how much we we truly appreciate that and love you guys. And that's why we're going to be shouting your names out for a while, just because you guys truly are are helping produce the show right now. So all the listeners, just please understand, these people follow us. They join us on the the, uh, monthly happy hours. Come by and say thank you to them because... Um, they really do make a huge difference for Steve and I. But that's uh, Regina. We've got Javier. We've got Ray. Again, Ray is a mystery. And we love that. Uh, we've got Leah Chandler and then my daddy, Mike. Big so Mike. thank you all very much all of for supporting the show. All our wonderful Bozells. Shout out to our Bozells. Yeah. Uh, look, guys, Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content. But this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica. Look out now. It's gauntlet time. It's Bob's hunting <laughs> time. <laughs> Mike, are you taking a break here? And we back, baby. Uh, what's Prince back? All right. Doug is back. Honey, <laughs> you remember when I said, please don't wash dishes during? It's halftime's over.
what do you want me to wash dishes and you don't want me to wash dishes it's never good enough for you steve i mean listen you know i appreciate a woman doing her job hey. <laughs> just like not right now you, you've continually used her name i'm, I'm totally uh Ooh, yes she's Wait, harnessing is that, the vajayjay is that, that, that is off the table good. i don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> um i think mike's gonna quit no no i act no he's been like um for like the last week he's been uh kind of uh teasing that he has something to talk to me about and i think he's actually gonna quit the show this might be our last episode i'm actually not joking right now i swear in my mother's life being dead serious i think he's gonna tell me he doesn't want to do it anymore so this might be our last show so let's, you know what, go for it. Just fucking go for it. I'm actually not kidding at all right now. What's up? Oh, you have to do all the editing too. Yeah. I'll go back to school. Um, Mike, just just quickly, just. Were you guys just were you guys talking about usurping my roles? The co-host? oh no no no, no. I actually was telling um uh, the lady and Colada that I think that you've been you know you've been teasing me for a week or two now about um something that you need to talk to me about and i think you're gonna quit like i'm pretty sure you're gonna tell me that no i'm not gonna quit it's nothing you knew. it's it's the shit we've already talked yeah. about over and over again and nothing ever changes yeah is, well is the problem it, you know what's weird is i'm just really not good at anything remote uh because of my terrible adhd and i'm not blaming that but like we're sitting here doing the show right now and uh and uh you're not even getting up for that so like we have the mics on and like do you do you like want to do this? Are you going to be engaged right now? Yes, I didn't go to work. Okay, but you, you it seems like you're like in a dream. Like you're not you're not even like. Maybe we are all in a dream, oh, okay. Steve. Have you ever thought about okay. that? All right. All right. <laughs> I fucking just go. Just right. let it roll. Once I don't have to hear you talk as much, and we can hear from Brian, I think that's going to help. Is that going to help? Okay. Yeah. All right.